0: The following program is an mlwradio.com production.
1: Ho 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 ho! It's Christmas time. It is indeed, and that means a lot of our listeners are probably trying to figure out, hey man, where can I get a really nice gift at an affordable price? If you're looking for something for the lady in your life, man, $8.com is the place to be. Bruce, have you checked out $8.com yet? Uh, As a matter of fact, I have, but I'm a little bit confused. How how much is the stuff over there at $8.com? It's $8. That's right, $8. So this is the perfect place to get all of your Christmas shopping done for the women in your life. And I'm talking to you. You know who you are. You're wondering, what am I going to get my sister? What am I going to get the ladies at the office? What am I going to get my aunts? What am I going to get my cousins? This gets expensive. Well, not at $8.com. You can get high quality gifts at a very affordable price. They like to call it affordable elegance. They've got a ton of stuff on the site, lots of different colors, and it's just $8. We're talking about stunning hoop earrings, elegant stud earrings, an infinity double circle necklace, a cross infinity statement ring, all kinds of bangle bracelets and stacker jewelry. It's everything you need to look like you spent a fortune But it's our secret. You only spent $8. $8 $8.com, Bruce. But here's here's the the scary thing is my daughter's already been on the site, and she's picked out basically every pair of earrings on this site. Well, you're in luck because everything is $8. This doesn't get any easier than this. Give a great gift. Look like you spent a fortune, and it's our secret. You only spent $8 at $8.com. That's the number $8.com. This is too easy. (laughs) $8.com.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MLW Event Center. I'm Sean Mooney, and you've heard all the buzz. Now experience MLW Never Say Never on demand. See a wild encounter between John Morrison, Shane Strickland, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen. Watch filthy Tom Lawler throw down with Matt Riddle, the controversial debut of Stokely Hathaway, and the return of Tony Schiavone and Rich Bikini in the broadcast booth. Download or stream MLW Never Say Never now for just $4.99 at MLW-TV. Meanwhile, over at MLWradio.com, what happened when the Black Scorpion plagued WCW in 1990? Find out as Tony Schiavone looks back at Cave 1990. This week on Lucha Talk, the Trio Talk CMLL, big changes in The Crash with the group saying adios to Conan and more. MLW Radio's flagship show has MSL and Rich Bikini talking WWE and going in-depth behind the scenes on this week's MLW show. Also, don't you dare miss Primetime with Sean Mooney. This week, the Birdman Coco Beware stops in and talks about fighting with Frankie, fists flying in Europe, and soaring to the top of the WWF. And again, don't miss the hottest wrestling show this month, Go to MLW-TV and stream or download MLW Never Say Never. You won't regret it. Now it's time to get back to your favorite MLW radio podcast. Welcome to
2: WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett, first arcade, 605 NWA. TV title, Cajun Army, the Bunkhouse Stampede. Flaring Horseman, Garvin Bogey, Magnum Dusty, Express Tag Team. Turner Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off. Center stage, Bischoff. Disney Hogan and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Under Russo Arcad Champ, Denny, Matt, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch a lot, try not to live. Lois rules, cat Back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's like, a good-looking man. Quad like Bill, make a trip. come over here. What happened, when? W H W Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host. Hey, hey.
1: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to what happened when Monday on the MLW radio network right here at whwmonday.com and the man of the hour too sweet to be sour, Mr. Tony Schiavone.
2: Tony, how's it going? Conrad, how are you? Hey, hello slapdicks. And I know what happened on December 29th, 1991. You do? Yes. Shit. (laughs) Well, we're going (laughs) to have a good time today with,
1: uh, an interesting pay-per-view, Starcade wow. 1991, and,
2: you know, we could filibuster here, but I say we just get right into it. What get you right into it because I've watched it, and I'm thinking to myself, when I watched it, to take a spoon and jab it up my ass, I'd feel much better. Well, there you well, go. Well, don't do it, but yeah. that's what I was feeling that time. Let's not
1: actually jab it up your ass. No. Now, I feel like I should remind everybody that okay. uh, we're going to go ahead and have a little help from our friends and counting mm. you down as to when to press play. But I want you to make sure you're watching along with the WWE Network the same way we are. So when I say press play, I will have already watched the commercial and the whole TV PG thing. Uh, and then the show will load. And so at that point, when we say we're good to go, uh, we're good to go. And you're going to go ahead and press play at that minute. Uh, Tony, is it time for us to go to our six-man tag team partner? Let's go to our tag
2: team partner. See how she's doing today.
0: Three, two, one. Happy New Year! I uh, play.
2: Thanks, honey. Get them boobs up off your knees for a change. Jake Wiz, of the Butcher, Terence Taylor, Rabbishy Rick Rude, Cactus Jack, Arn Anderson, Beautiful Bobby, Diamond Stud Oz. All these guys are in this event. That suck. Uh, can you imagine having all this talent? At your disposal and putting an event like Battle Bowl, lead the lethal lottery, up for grabs. Well, I'll tell you, it's sort of interesting
1: because in hindsight, I think we all know how we feel about this. Look at all that pyro! Wow, how much money do you think that cost? Wow, ten grand. They want your raise. They want your vacation. <laughs> exactly. They want your royalties
2: for video games. <laughs> exactly. Who tucks in a Magnum TA T-shirt? Look I, at that guy. Well, I don't know. Oh, these are two handsome guys here. Uh, Jim Ross, Jr. on your right. He always had some color. A little pocket wedge and me, Tony Schiavone, just getting ready to bust out of a tuxedo that no longer fits me. And that also, as you can tell, my hair was a little blonde there, Conrad, so I had a little blonde look. Are are you turning heel, or are you just using sun in? Just using sun in, sitting by the pool in East Cobb, enjoying life, and uh, also getting ready to, I was hoping at this time, enjoy a big event. But was I fucking wrong?
1: It's an interesting time here in WCW, and, This era, Jim Ross is my favorite Jim Ross, but boy, you guys have your fucking work cut out
2: for you here. Do you know it? Yeah, we really do because, uh, we're going to go to an event. Now let's go up to Eric Bischoff. Thank you very much, Tony Schiavone. And now we have to my left, Missy Hyde, who looks wonderful. And of course, one of the legends, Magnum TA at this time, Magnum TA Conrad was the assistant booker for the American Dream Dusty Rose. So he's responsible for some of this shit we're going to say. Tonight. He's uh, he's involved in some of this shit. There's no question about it. And now let's go to the boys for our national anthem. Oh, say can you see how shitty this will be? <laughs> doesn't, that <look> like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that look like a bunch of fucking choir boys standing there? Oh, who, my God. Who came up with this shit? Okay.
1: It, it does feel like uh, you guys are in eighth grade choir. And and how about Arachnoman front and center? Is, <laughs> does that not tell the story of what we're about to see? That certainly does.
2: Let me also say this, and you, you guys are not going to believe this. Magnum TA is the commissioner. Missy Hyatt is there too.
1: How about the name over the graphic? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a clusterfuck that was.
2: <laughs> Missy Hyatt is opening the envelopes. He's having to do all of this with one hand with no help from her. By exactly. The way. Exactly. And Eric Bischoff is reading the combatants. Now, just to, to smart you up on this, it's not going to get any better than this. Magnum will say nothing. The entire broadcast. Misty will say nothing the entire broadcast. So let's bring in the first fat ass. Oh, there's Michael PSA. Sorry. And he's coming to the ring. And here is one of the, uh, true legends of independent wrestling, and he is still running his mouth, I understand, in Tracy Smothers. Yeah, two of my all-time favorites in the ring so far, and now one of your favorites. Oh, man. Marcus Alexander Bagwell from Sprayberry High School, and here he comes, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. My God, Conrad, they are going to be on opposite teams. Who would have thought? Here's what I don't
1: understand about wrestling. like, What was it about guys like Jimmy Garvin just did it right there? When you come to the ring, you have to act like you're fired up, but it's so fake and artificial. You're like clapping your hands and talking to yourself and pointing. Yeah. I mean, it
2: looks like you're fucking rain, man. Does it not? Yeah. I, I You know how I feel about talking to the camera and that bullshit. Now, right now, the fans are pretty much into this. As you can see, first match of the night, they haven't been worn down by life yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait two hours into this fucker and it'll change.
1: Why is the cameraman who's on the apron right now wearing shorts? Did you see that? I did notice that. Is it just me or is Jimmy Jam Garvin here? Does he look like an exterminator? Oh, uh,
2: I guess he does. By the way, that's Jackie Crockett.
1: Well, that's what With I was hoping shorts, you were going to tell yeah. us, but it feels like somebody should have told Jackie that maybe he should wear shorts. He looks like Francis from <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Does he
2: not? He does. I know you are, but what am I? Uh, by the way, we'd like to welcome to our broadcast and welcome to uh, Starcade. I noticed down at the front row, Bruce Pritchard was here. Down in the, with the green shirt down in the front row there. I did notice Bruce was here. Bruce, good to see you. I know you're probably a spy for Vincent this time. But there's Bruce, as you can see. Bruce was on,
1: fired here. Where, oh, he was? Yeah, yeah Bruce gone, was so. probably begging for a job.
2: Okay, and off off to Bruce's right is Jake the Snake <clears throat> Roberts, as you can see, chewing gum right now with the mustache on and a little bit of hairpiece coming in on top. So there's Jake talking to somebody in a hat to your right, eating popcorn. And Bruce is looking to see if someone to his left will hire him. Uh, but that is not the case right now. So we have an all-star uh, guest lineup here, and we're at the Norfolk Scope Coliseum. Uh, which, by the way, fans don't realize, we uh, Norfolk was a great town for. How do I say this? Vagina. No, 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 no. Was a great town, uh, was, was a great town for being picked up at the airport. Okay. <laughs> okay. There was always a bunch of girls that picked the guys up at the airport. And I always hopped in with a ride. So that's well, all I'm going to say. I said, I know what you want me to say. What? No, I, you, you want me to use the R word, and I'm not because they were nice girls. A arm drag. What, take wrestling? R-A-S-S-L-I-N. That's wrestling. Fans are really into this already. We are off and rolling. Now, remember here, Conrad, the winning team will put its two members into battle bowl. Okay? And here are the rules. Throw the guy into the second ring, and then we'll have one guy in each ring at the end of the night and those two will wrestle and the winner will be the very first battle bowl champion you may wonder and i was wondering this throughout this entire broadcast and when i re-watched it i was as well why in the fucking world would we have something like this at our premier event right <laughs> the granddaddy of them all
1: yeah and the fans go mild yes you know one of the things that i found interesting about this is the production like I like this camera angle, but is yeah. it not crooked?
2: I mean, Vince would never air this. This yeah, way, I don't it is. think. I mean, from, if we're watching, you can see the top of the television set here on the high shot and the, it looks like the, uh, the ring rope goes downhill down to the left. Of course, we're going to poke a lot of holes in this show.
1: Cool. Um, as you mentioned, December 29th, 1991, it's the very first battle bowl, the lethal lottery. And, and it's at the Norfolk scope where you guys in the mid Atlantic
2: days, I mean, you were drawing some of your best houses here, right? One of our best, this in Jacksonville were, and of course, Charlotte, many of the Carolinas, but outside of the Carolinas, uh, the Norfolk scope and Jacksonville were our two hottest venues.
1: So it's a really big deal here. And, and the concept, at least in theory was a draw It drew 9,000 folks by comparison, the starcade we covered last week in St. Louis only drew 7,200 folks. And, um, it did a 1.2 buy rate. So you're talking $3.7 million gross, which at this time is a record for a WCW pay-per-view show, uh, that crowd of uh, 9,000 folks paid $92,000, about 7,600 of those were paid tickets. The other 1400 were comps, but this is the largest live gate for all of 1991 for WCW. So we're going to shit all over this, but if the, the old adage of, hey, we're here to draw money and all that matters is the
2: money and the miles. Dusty hit a home run here in that regard. Well, well, he did, but listen, Dusty had his hand forced here by Jim Hurd. And and I say that because you know we talked about uh, the idea of the black scorpion a week ago. And, and Jim Hurd said to, to Oli at that time, now you get it. Dusty was forced to do something out of the ordinary here. And this is what he came up with. And I'll give him credit for trying to rocky's brain and sit down what else could i come up with if it wasn't the jim Hurt era we would have just had another great event and maybe a much better event but this is something that was forced on dusty by jim Hurt. i want something different i goddamn it i want something that's unique well this is what we came up with so there so i'm blaming jim Hurd for this shit
1: there's um there's rumor and innuendo here oh. that uh the drawings and the pairings here were not worked really that they were a real shoot. And the guys were just as surprised for the pairings as the announcers were in the crowd was, and they just called everything, uh, in the ring and they were given time cues. Yeah. uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. I want to call bullshit on this. Yeah. I'm
2: going to call bullshit on that too. I think what the, what the, uh, uh, that came from the fact that when you look in the back, the guys, uh, look surprised because they actually couldn't hear what the actual, when, when their name was called, right. So that's the surprise look that we got making people think this was actually a shoot. But if you start out with the free birds across the ring from each other, that's not, I mean, come on. No, that's right. Uh, I feel like I should mention here too,
1: that uh, attendance here, you know, I know we're, we're just acting like 9,000 is no big deal, but really, and truly, this is a monumental deal for WCW. Their average attendance for house shows in 91 was 1,220. They were up to 2,060 in July, 1820 in August, 1220 in September, 1490 in October. The month prior to this in November, you guys were averaging 1,130 fans. And then in this same month of December, you're only doing 2,040 on average. So to get 9,000 in the building has to feel like a fucking home run,
2: doesn't it? Well, it does. And there's a reason that it was a home run. This was Starcade. This was our big event. We'd been in St. Louis the year before. Uh, we had been in Chicago with the event. We had obviously been in Atlanta and in Greensboro, and this was your regular historic WCW NWA Jim Crockett promotions event in the Jim Crockett territory. So I had a, I I had a feeling we'd do good business here. We did anything less than that. It would have been a big failure. Well, you guys were in a bad spot here
1: financially. Mm -hmm. You know, in 1991, I think WCW lost something like $8 million. And the prior year in 90, they lost around $6 million. So losing money in WCW, I guess, was sort of what you guys had always done from 89, 90, 91. How do you think um, the temperament was amongst the office? Were you feeling okay? I mean, you've told us before that you regretted your decision right away, but did you feel like the company was in imminent danger of closing based on poor house show attendance and the financial losses that you guys had to be talking about in the office.
2: Yeah. I I thought I I brought this up. I think before I thought there was not a day that went by where I didn't think the, as, as the old uh, cliche goes, that the sheriff was going to come on and padlock our doors.
1: And it's interesting because this isn't happening necessarily at a time when wrestling is just on a downswing because just about a week after this, there's going to be a Tokyo egg dome show on January 4th that draws around 60,000 people. And uh, there's some WCW talent on that show as well, because you guys are obviously trying to do some talent exchanges here, but it's got to be, uh, sort of, uh, what's going on with us or why are we different? Is this the worst fucking arm bar you've ever seen from
2: Bagwell? It's freaking terrible. Uh, and of course, Marcus is very young here, very green. Uh, and, uh, and this is really before the power plant began. So he's learning his craft as he goes. Uh, and he could teach you a few
1: things over at Cowboys for angels.com. Uh, what's the origin
2: of the battle bowl idea? I mean, are you, do you remember? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, dusty trying to come up with something new and inventive based on what herd wanted.
1: But I, I guess my, my, my question is, is there something he drew from? Do you remember? Cause a lot of things that dusty did, you could see like, like Starcade was a cartoon on the weekends and then he just added a second r and made that a thing and so there's oh. always some sort of um motivation behind one of the ideas like he he's inspired by something well he's inspired by bowl games right okay right and he's inspired by the fact that the winner gets a ring there you go that's okay. what i was going for is right. I've, I've heard for a long time that dusty really thought that professional athletes getting a world series ring or a super bowl ring or just a championship ring of sorts right. even for a bowl game uh in college athletics may signify that they were a real champion and i find it funny that all these years later i don't even know that you know this but ring of honor actually uses a ring and the first person to get the ring is cody Rhodes. wow
2: now about that how about that isn't that something well good for cody and god bless the the Rhodes family uh uh, again dusty was oh i i do notice look at ringside cross the way on ringside george gray's here the one-man gang there you see seen with the suspenders on as continue as we continue with the all-star uh people that we have coming to this event uh jake the snake roberts bruce pritchard and now george gray congratulations to all you guys for There's being here more talent on the other side of the guard rail right yeah, now some, some, some of them would see that look is,
1: is this the dream match that nobody ever wanted to see jimmy garvin and michael hayes
2: yeah and they're making it Uh, they're showing you why no one wanted to see it because they're doing not a fucking thing
1: well here's what I I thought that these guys did really well three out of the four of these guys are like the classic southern wrestler where they're going to go to the crowd they're looking for crowd reactions everything they do is not for the camera it's all for the crowd and so they're okay with working slow and working with the big dramatic moves and just trying to lots of hot dogging That's what gets over in
2: Southern wrestling historically, right? Yeah, that it does. They're also got a little bit longer in the ring than they're accustomed to. Right. Sure. Sure. So they're wasting time. And and I understand that, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Southern wrestling and and they're doing that. Uh,
1: if we would have went to an indie show in 1995, uh, anywhere in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, this is what
2: we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, this is sure. That's what it is. We're seeing bullshit. Exactly.
1: Well, I mean you say it's bullshit, but you know, that formula of good guys versus bad guys and trying to get crowd reaction. I mean that's what they're doing here and sure it doesn't age well. Now, you know, these guys are doing fucking 450s and right power bombs on the apron and it's a different it's a different sport. But back then, it was very much
2: about I'm going to make these people hate me, boy. Yeah. You know, I I've, I've been talking a lot about the crowd here. You notice the the absence of signs Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like fans aren't trying to get themselves over. No. And, and we don't have, we don't have a bunch of, uh, nerds in the front row talking about how the dirt. We have, we have, we have, we have a guy with his son in the front row. How unique is that now in modern wrestling?
1: I don't know if it's necessarily that unique, but, um, it Is it is interesting how the crowds have changed. I mean, now fans will go find guys who haven't done anything with wrestling in 15 years and talk them into doing a podcast. <laughs> you know and then they'll just dig up a bunch of dave Meltzer ratings and fuck what do you know <laughs> it's
2: right. number one that's right so. dig up my fucking body oh thank you very much what do you call that that's not a five arm is it that's a big forearm from jimmy Garvin. here comes marcus alexander Bagwell from the top can he connect oh my god another flying body press and a hook and a one and a two whoa oh, and mike atkins Groucho marx calls a two count i was kind of getting fired up into that well, yeah. all right let's keep it going okay Jimmy, oh, my God, he knocked out his partner. He knocked out, he knocked him down. My God, a pickup. And if you take a look at the midsection, P.S. Michael Hayes, expanding as it is, and now they're pissed off. And here comes, oh, off the top, down to the floor, Tracy Smothers caught by Marcus Bagwell, and he's going for his fisherman suplex, or the perfect plex, or whatever you fucking want to call it, and that is it. What the fuck? Somebody won? Who fucking won? Oh, my God, it was us. See you, Michael. Go backstage. Get the fuck out of here. Your winners, Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Jimmy Garvin. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin or Jimmy Jam Garvin, if you will. Well, the bad news is here, Conrad, it's only going to get worse from here with the exception of one match. Look at, what is Tracy Smothers doing? He, that, <laughs> he didn't do a move. He fell. Like Tracy Smothers, <laughs> Lord bless him. What the fuck is he doing on the top rope? Well, what happened was he got up on the top rope and his last shot of Jack Daniels kicked in and he fell forward. I feel like the only time he's been that high is when he's cleaning the gutters. Yeah. And now look at that smile on Tony Shimani's face. All right. Well, Shimani, that's one of a bunch of fucked up matches that we're going to have. Still to come. You don't know. We got the Steiners. They could go up against each other. Let me push that microphone up to my mouth here a little bit, Jimmy, uh, because uh, that's the fucking thing that I always do. Uh, take your hand away from the bike, uh, Shivani. Take your take. Okay, I am. I'm going to take my hand away from the bike as soon as I have someone in the backstage area. Tell me what in the fuck we have coming up next because I don't know. All right, I took my hand away. All right, let's go back to Eric Bischoff and Missy Hyatt and uh, Commissioner Magnum T A. Did Missy Hyatt go to the? Uh-
1: Jesse Spano school of hair here. I feel like she's hooked on caffeine pills and she's so excited.
2: <laughs> Ooh, showed it the Magnum, but of course, Magnum can't talk. And now we can take a look at the, uh, his arm doesn't work. Not his mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> God damn. That. Oh my God. Look at that. Stunning Steve. All right. You got to go in and, uh, uh, who's my partner. Who's my partner here? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they're just looking down. Missy's top is what they're doing. That's what, magnum's doing. Uh, that's what magnum's doing and his partner is going to be uh i don't know uh nobody knows see here's the part oh it's going to be rick root so here's the part they didn't really know and if somebody had to finally come in and tell him hey it's you dumbass watch the monitor right so
1: that was uh who would have been uh coming in saying hey dumbass uh
2: probably mike
1: graham would have been one of them at that time so it's kind of cool because uh by accident here seemingly We've got two guys from the dangerous Alliance who have drawn their number together here. And these, uh, tights here that we see ravishing recruit wearing, uh, he actually wore at
2: WrestleMania six against Jimmy Snuka. How about wow. that? He did. You know, I, I just, can I just say something here? And I just real like, Oh, here you Jesus go. fucking Jesus. Are you ready? Oh God. Yeah, baby. Van Amber and big Josh. Oh, one of these things can't work. One of these things is not like the other. Which one of these is not like the other? (laughs) Van Hammer. Being putting this I'll just bob my head up and down. Who hired Van Hammer? Jim Hurt? Uh yeah, I guess he did. Uh well, you know, look, it was potentially it was a pretty good move, wasn't it? Potentially.
1: Listen, you hire guys at this time, especially in this era, based on potential. Potential. And he does he's tall, he's in great shape, he has a cool look. And if he can learn how to work and talk, then he'll be awesome. And I know a lot of people say, well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But the WWE hires
2: people that way to this day. Yeah. I can quit eating. I can be skinny too.
1: Well, you take like a Charlotte flair for instance. And I know that's maybe a poor example, but she's tall. She's athletic. She has a good look. Hey, if she can learn to talk and work, she'll be okay. It worked out about that. You know what I mean? It worked out, but Brock Lesnar, same deal. Yeah. Nobody knew what Brock Lesnar could do as a professional wrestler. Exactly. They know
2: what the amateur thing is, but you're hiring based on potential. Yeah. Not only that, the, the rock and roll gimmick, I thought for the time. All right. was a pretty good gimmick. Early nineties. Now, you know, we're just out of the eighties and the big hair. Right.
1: You know, it's just a shame that he was a, a shitty worker who's who's actually worse do you think pn news or van hammer because i always lump those guys together because they're both these over-the-top ridiculous music gimmicks yeah uh but i I would think that pn news maybe got over a little bit more yeah pn news got over more because
2: pn news actually could rap
1: you think that was (laughs) the difference
2: (laughs) well actually he actually yeah that was the difference i i like some of the rap stuff that he did yo 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 Yo, 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 PN News here.
1: Let me run yep. through this. You've got the biggest star in the history of the business <laughs> right now, wrestling van fucking
2: hammer. You know, oh my God. And you wonder why we were almost out of business. Uh, God bless Steve Austin's heart. And watch this. Remember, you got to help him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did Steve tell him to block it here? Oh my God, he got him over. And now what does he do? He turns away and he looks around and he covers and he still gets two count. Fuck. Don't look around, kid. You think Van Hammer was getting a bunch of cooter back then? Oh my God. Was he? Oh, he had to. Take a look at look at that look at that big, handsome rock star look.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh do we- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were thrown off by me asking that? I was thrown off by the word. <laughs> hey, let me go ahead and get I a was off by the word cooter. Uh <laughs> The, like, the folks from Cooter's Place <laughs> up in Tennessee actually listened to the show and they, they sent me a sweatshirt to give you. Did they? So I have a Cooter sweatshirt to give you when you oh. leave here, which is, I guess, what made me think about
2: it subliminally, <laughs> subconsciously. Right? Okay. Bunch, bunch of Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, here comes Ravishing Rick Rude. You know what I just noticed about this? And I do not want to sully the name of Ravishing Rick Rude. But you put a lot of hair on Rick Rude's chest and all over him. You might have Joey Ryan here.
1: Listen to you, <laughs> I mean,
2: you. I mean, I, somewhere Jim Cornette just rolled over. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. I'm just talking about the look, the mustache, the look. Well, I mean, not yeah, the work, well, not the gimmick. So
1: what you're saying is that Ravishing Rick Rude had a porn stash, yes, and Joey Ryan has a Tom Selleck stash,
2: somewhat, yeah yeah so that's that's enough
1: of that but uh hypothetically do you think uh <laughs> ravishing recruit ever flipped anybody with his dick
2: <laughs> do you think anybody in the world except joey ryan has done that no I well i mean so.
1: i don't know brother that hulk <laughs> thermos may have flipped a few people They flipped the state's <laughs> witness that's for sure
2: why well, i'm just saying <laughs> all right well uh what i'd like to say through you're all you're really this, nervous about getting sued by hulk hogan on the show aren't you no i'm not i just like to say that we have made battle bowl much better
1: than it really is you saw that documentary where hulk hogan will fuck your shit up in court and now you're like let's not say i didn't see that documentary third.
2: you didn't no i've, I've seen it that is out there but i haven't seen it okay i don't like that shit
1: hey uh how did the talent feel about this battle bowl concept i imagine I'm just freestyling that Rick rude and Austin were really tickled to be working with big Josh and Van hammer.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, big Josh could work. He was, oh, he worked good. his ass off. Yeah. Matt Bourne's one of the best wrestlers yes, he is. to never get the credit he deserved. Exactly. Uh, I, I have a feeling Matt Bourne's more pissed off than those other two. The to team up with van hammer. Oh my goodness. Tag is made.
1: Now some real work's going to happen.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know what would have made this, uh, whole pay-per-view even worse. Whoa. How about that? Great slam little log roll coming up here. Why not that? You know, that, that could crack somebody's sternum. How great is that? As a move that that's pretty good, but that's ah, rude. They hit me in the midsection again. (laughs) Yeah. I love this spot. I do too. Absolutely. And Josh comes along with a lariat of his own, a one, two, and a two count. Here's a cover again. One, two, boy. Nick Patrick is really rocking that mullet, isn't he?
1: These guys are getting after
2: it. Yes, they are. Got a good worker in there now. Good bumps. Oh, man, and the, the fans love it. it. So does Santa Claus. Oh, and there was Lois's twin brother right next to him. I didn't know that he was there. We'll get a shot of him a little bit later. Uh, man. And now Paulie dangerously. Oh, look, he is shaking. He said, so back and forth so much. He's losing more hair. Isn't it crazy? The amount of talent that's in here right now. You've yes. Paulie
1: dangerously, Steve Austin, Rick rude, Matt Bourne. Mm-hmm. And fucking
2: hammering. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you need to throw that last one in there. And a damn good referee who's like, uh, my goodness. Look at Nick Patrick, how young he looks and the mullet. He's got on a Paulie. I guess I guess Paulie's talking to Medusa here. I guess
1: now, he might actually be calling Eddie Gilbert to see if he can <laughs> warm a spot up for him <laughs> in
2: Philadelphia.
1: Uh, this is your first starcade without Rick flair, right? How, how different did starcade feel without the nature boy? Oh God. It
2: uh, he, To me, flair and starcade went hand in hand. The first starcade was a flair for the gold, right? Right. Named after him. Right. And then the gathering and then. Uh, the, the match against Ronnie Garvin. And I just, wow. The match against Nikita, just tremendous.
1: Um, were you in touch with Rick when he's gone
2: at this point and no. he's in the, w- just out of sight, out of mind, like Bobby Heenan. Well, n- no, he, Well, look, you know, Rick as well as I do. Do you think he's ever called anybody back? He calls me all the time. Really? Yeah.
1: Called me yesterday. Really?
2: Yeah. It must be me then. Oh, I was, uh, the other day I was, uh, let's say, uh, in October, uh, one, two, in October, I was over to my, uh, uh, accountant's office, my tax guy, which is in the same area that Rick lives. In. Yeah. Suburb of Atlanta, suburb of Atlanta. And I called, called his number. Nobody answered. I called, uh,
1: his Wendy. Lady friend.
2: I called yeah. Wendy and I said, Hey, as a champion, I thought I'd stop by and see him. She said, he's doing a phone interview right now he'll call you as soon as it's done i said okay i'm still waiting on that fucking call
1: well, do you want us to call him and prank him right now on the air <laughs> you think he'd mind okay i mean what's Say- he gonna do but worst he's gonna do is motherfuckers hang up right <laughs> exactly half the internet thinks we hate each other anyway did what? you know that what there's like all these conspiracy theorists who think that rick and i had some major falling out and that really? we're not on good terms oh and- Really? I, yeah. I don't, everybody doesn't know the deal, but it's like,
2: come on. The fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You go, Look, if you're one of those idiots on the internet that believe that and is perpetrating this rumor, you're fucked. You are fucked in the fucking head. Fuck you. Did I say enough fucks in one sentence there? That was a lot. Thank I, you very much. Let's call this right here. Okay, off the top, Ravishing Rick Rude comes off. With an axe handle. It's not a double axe handle. That's just one axe handle. One, two, and a two count. Notice how that guy on the front row must have uh, lice or something because he is scratching his neck. And we'll pick him up and go to the throat of Big Josh. Uh, You know, this, uh, especially when Josh is in here, not a bad match. Oh, man. When when he's in here, it is such a
1: difference. Yeah, it is. It really is, you know, three of the best all-time, you know, underrated performers. You know, Steve Austin was more than just drinking beer and middle finger sure could work sure and, it could work and obviously rude is in a league of his own and you know the idea that and we've talked about this before but those guys with Heyman as a manager
2: mm-hmm. holy shit one of the best factions of all time yep. just happened at a time when business was down you know when we talk about work being able to work we're not necessarily talking about being able to wrestle and the work rate we're talking about being able to work your gimmick and that's one of the things that Steve Austin was able to do. Especially work the Stone Cold gimmick, right? Ravishing Rick Rude could work the Rude gimmick. Big Josh could work the Doink gimmick or the Big Josh gimmick. Van Hammer, he's over there. He's over there. Okay, in the midsection now. Here comes Rick Rude. So being able to work guys is much more than just being able to work in the ring. And but we're seeing guys who can work in the ring, and Josh can sell as well, man.
1: Let me ask you this: in real life, which guy would you want to fuck with the least? Big Josh or Rick Rude? Uh, Rick Rude. Really? Yeah. See, I got the impression that Big Josh was a fucking maniac in real life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. But Rude would be the kind of guy that I always thought that you fuck with him and he'd shake his head and walk away. And then when you turn, he'd he'd knife you. Knife (laughs) Did he carry a knife? Not that I know of. That's just, okay. Look, you turn your head and he hits you in the back. of the head. Okay. That's I was going
1: to say, it's like crocodile Dundee should have been his. gang.
2: <laughs> no, I just think rude would, would pick his moments. You Let know? me just
1: tell you one of the fave my favorite things about, you know, tag team wrestling just a minute ago, of course, it would have been very easy for rude and Austin to make the tag, but they're heels. So they don't. Right. So instead they just switch out. Right. And rude when he's in the corner. Claps his own hands together real loud to make it sound like it was a tag. And old then the ref shit. turns around Yeah, super old school. But as a kid, man, that shit really worked. For oh,
2: me. you damn right. It really worked. You yeah. damn straight. It really worked.
1: You know, heels yeah. getting heat. Who's the first guy who did that? Do you remember? If you had to really think the first time you saw
2: that, cause I, I know that's been around a long time. I remember flair and, uh, I remember flair and Greg Valentine doing it when they were taking. Wow. Bars. That would yeah. have been what? Late seventies. Yeah. Late seven, 77, 78, 79. Yeah. yeah absolutely
1: it's such, it's a little thing but man it really works it, well this is one of the things i, I hated about this is we see these larger than life characters sitting around looking at a monitor on fucking folding chairs all together yeah like one of these guys is supposed to be fake spider-man and he's oh i'm on camera i got a jog in place like yeah. i'm spider-man like i can't just be sitting here eating a fucking corn dog
2: exactly I, I need to ask a question here and i just realized it as we were watching and i've been thinking about it i'm thinking about the entire time here didn't we promote that oz was going to be a part of this
1: yes he was actually in the announcement early in the show right but we didn't see him. no because you know he's a mystery <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe a house fell on him i don't know gee whiz uh, van hammer's starting to get and they're saying fuck you we ain't clapping at all come on clap clap with me i mean here's the thing too like he can't even
1: clap right no he can't like yeah like, he's not a wrestling fan and that's clear right because
2: he thinks that well, the way he's trying to get the crowd fired up is the way Ricky Morton does it. That's not how Ricky does it. No, it's not exactly. Again, it's knowing how to work and it doesn't necessarily mean knowing how to work in the ring. Josh trying to get out of it. Oh, tremendous move. Oh, Josh say, fuck you. I ain't, I ain't going to tag that. Some bitch in. Oh, but I'm going to miss an elbow. Hey, every
1: now and again, people will, uh, yeah, I'll see the comments online that people say that our podcast is boring or it was a miss or it wasn't a good episode. Who says that? Uh, oh, you slap dicks. So I'm wondering you know, seeing Steve Austin here in the ring working mm-hmm. Big Josh made me think of it. Yeah. Should we get one of our hunting buddies over and talk about hunting knives for the rest <laughs> of the podcast? Yeah, you got you got one? Well I'm just saying I feel like I mean that's <laughs> that's what other wrestling podcasts do. <laughs> okay. All right. And now what? It, they're wrest
2: they're wrestling podcast talking about hunting knives?
1: Steve Austin's show is pretty much him talking about being on his ranch and knives and IPA beers and just bullshitting mm-hmm. with his buddies.
2: Well, he is steve austin
1: no no i get it yeah so what i'm saying is if our downloads are
2: down yeah we need to fucking talk about knives why not i already said something about a knife One, two. Oh wait here comes the save by rude and now we're going to go to the finish i certainly do believe i
1: honestly thought you did that because we had had this conversation off air that we should start talking about hunting knives <laughs> and then you worked in a knife into the second match and i was like god damn tony's such a pro he's
2: taking notes so well I, uh, listen, uh, there I'm not, rude oh, awakening. thank God. Let's put it on hammer. Well, let's see if hammer kicks out at three, two, three. Uh, no, he didn't good for him.
1: Thank Probably because we
2: would have beat the fuck out of uh, him. He, a, stay down, buddy. Stay down. Van hammer. Former Min- uh, Mr. Minnesota. No, I mean, that was Tom Zink. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, the rude awakening gets the win. Let's see it in replay. Once again, Conrad, you call it. Rude awakening. Oh, all right. There you rude go. Awakening. Rude <laughs> awakening. Rude awakening. Rude awakening. Some bitch. Yes, sir. I'm as God is to- my witness,
1: he's broken in half. Somebody stop the damn match. Van Hammer doesn't have a family. <laughs> I mean, who would claim him? Uh, not me, buddy. Speaking of good old JR, yes, what, what are your memories of working with him here? Were you guys at odds? No.
2: No, JR and I were never at odds. Here's the thing about it is, JR thought he was the best, I thought I was the best, and we had a we had a personal rivalry, but we never we always worked together very well. We always liked each other. I JR to me, people that knew JR outside of the wh- hold on, there's my sign. See my sign. I had that guy bring that sign in medusa room 269 holiday Inn, oh, key under
1: the mat that was my i paid that is guy, that the
2: best sign ever that, i paid that guy 10 bucks for that sign to put that sign yep. up and they chased that him. that guy over. was 31
1: <laughs> someone
2: murdered him <laughs> yeah. all right let's go well, back uh,
1: magnum is working this whole fucking barrel all night with one goddamn arm he needs the other arm for his cane yeah.
2: and no one will help him oh, why are they doing this i have no idea why they did but Listen, Magnum. That that was his home area, his home territory. Look at look at Ricky but He's so hopeful. Please let it be me. Ricky knows how to Ricky knows how to work, man. So shaking the hand of the natural Dustin Rhodes and Richard Morton, not Ricky Morton, but Richard Morton, who only five years ago, prior to this, was one of the biggest stars in this area. Comes Absolutely, as Richard Morton. Now we should mention that Richard Morton has a podcast right now.
1: Really, that, uh, I can recommend to everyone and. Uh, of course, Morton, great friend of the show. So <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on right now. Zabisco's out. Eligante's out. Mike Graham was out wearing his glasses.
2: and uh, There's a lot going on. Medusa was bouncing, I mean, walking out. And uh, let's see who comes out. So we got uh, Dustin Rhodes and Richard Morton. They're going to be tag team partners, I guess. And here comes Larry Zabisco. You know what? It is impossible for Medusa to look bad. Impossible. She looks. Is this good. the best
1: she ever looked, right here? Well, I
2: don't know. No, 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 no. It's not the best she ever looked, but she looked great. Now, <laughs> I'm trying to give
1: her a compliment, you shit it. You shut it right I'm
2: now. I'm not. Look, I, I just. You don't. He's re- so
1: big. They put an extra E and V. Yeah, it says you, the,
2: the giant. You don't realize how big this guy is until he actually stands in the ring. Look how much bigger he is than everybody. Is that unbelievable? The especially, yeah. Right? This is that unbelievable? <laughs> oh. God. El Gigante. We haven't talked about El Gigante a lot here on the show. When
1: did you first meet him? Is Uh, his real
2: name George? Yeah. And we met him when they, we had the press conference for him. Right. Uh, That's the first time I met him. Was really a friendly person. Really smiled a lot. Was a friendly person. Uh, But I just think that his body, his feet gave out on him.
1: Um, who had the, uh, unenviable task of trying to look, this match is so bad. They're turning the lights off. <laughs> they want this to be a dark match in the middle of a pay-per-view. <laughs> and we should mention here again, much like the last match, you've got three phenomenal workers, uh, and they made them change corners here, which I thought was interesting. Yeah.
2: The power, uh, the dark side. I'm sorry. What,
1: uh, does that mean you got a text message from someone in your family?
2: no. Uh, somebody's not my family okay so go ahead
1: oh so when i text you it does that uh-huh. i need you to change mine
2: yeah uh, okay that was a rose bowl text it's got a text by the rose bowl as a matter of
1: well fact. let's interrupt our podcast for that let's talk about <laughs> hunting knives <laughs> <laughs> i tell you whenever i shoot a deer in the head i like to get a hey, cold steel 17 incher and i'm
2: what <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the name of a okay. fucking knife I i'm know. going and i'm going to the rose bowl and you'll be going to uh the sugar bowl right yes yes all right and maybe we'll see each other in atlanta who knows
1: and if we do we might have a fun surprise for all our listeners uh, i'd right? like
2: to it'll only be a weeks to be able to get it together did,
1: well that won't be any trouble for the venue we're planning right <laughs> yeah did you get all the details worked out on that no i didn't i'm sorry what
2: uh and it's shoulder blocked by the the natural dusty roads you know what uh, you know the thing about dustin they call him the natural. Some of the best theme music of all time, and you know he used that for Starcade 2017. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he said, and then he said in his interview, this the music was terrible. It was music wasn't terrible. It was unique, and Larry Zbyszko, who can just oh. By the way, let's just
1: mention how fucking fast Dustin Rhodes is in the mm-hmm. ring right here. And I know Dustin is a guy who wasn't ever known to be like a body guy. He's obviously in tremendous shape now, mm-hmm. but holy cow,
2: how fast was he up and down and all over the place right here? And you use speed. Speed helps your moves. It helps make the moves, the hip tosses or whatever. It makes them more effective. It makes them look like they snap more. Exactly. It hurts more. Exactly. Now,
1: right here. I mean, you've got three of the best workers around. Of course, people will say whatever they will about Larry yeah. Spisco, but a really talented performer, mm-hmm. man, I never really thought about it, but you got a guy like Ricky Morton taking a, a, a body slam from Melly Gonte. Yeah. And no matter what he does, Ricky's going to over pivot. He can't take it flat. He's going to fall on his tailbone. Yeah, I know.
2: Just because it's so fucking high up there. Exactly. It's, it's freaking scary. It's high up there. And it's also done by a guy who is, as we like to say, green, big, jolly green giant you see oh ho ho, ho. ho ho. so yeah, but look the the giant was like he, we can't compare him to andre the giant we can't compare him to the big show big guys but guys that size were a novelty an attraction more than they were like giant baba
1: yeah i think giant I mean, baba is actually a good uh example but he's so much bigger yeah than giant baba yeah this, this you know we haven't talked about this before but in your, in my opinion big show is the best super giant of all time i agree agree? i agree i don't even think it's close i could do a lot he could do a lot of shit yeah he did everything right i mean you could you could legit murder that motherfucker right throw him off a goddamn building (laughs) and he's gonna win the world title an hour later you know what i mean thank you very much you know hulk it up is one thing (laughs) remind us of that bullshit coming back from death to win
2: the world title in an hour that's a comeback story of the year Mm. oh my goodness hey i just uh here's a cover One, two. I just uh, had Larry Zabisco on my radio show in Atlanta. Well, how high was he? Uh, he, was, uh, he was not on an airplane. He was actually coming out of his home in Florida. And uh, he said oh, that. Oh, come on. We're going to act like Larry Zabisco doesn't like marijuana now. <laughs> so I he he was in a good mood.
1: Oh, I'm sure he was. He was happy.
2: I don't know many pissed off weed heads. <laughs> okay. Air inside cradle by the natural lesson roads. And he got a two count out of that. There's nothing but, wrong with that. It's probably legal wherever he lives. But here's what I did getting prepared getting prepared for Larry Zabisco on our show. I watched Zabisco against Bruno San Martino. Really? At the Shea Stadium. How was that? Oh, good God. That was tremendous. That was tremendous old school shit. Vince McMahon was the ring announcer. And there was a sign that the fans had put up at Shea Stadium that said, we want blood, Bruno. It was good stuff, man. Yeah, I think so many people really forget
1: (laughs) just how over that angle was. You know, and and Zabisco was, was a critical part of that. Yes, he was. And, uh, of course, he wasn't really happy with the payoff, and we know how that all wound up. But he had a good run with the AWA, and then mm-hmm. I enjoyed his run here with the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. And anytime you're going to put somebody with Paul Heyman and Medusa and Rick Rude and Bobby, I mean, what a stable. I know we say it all the time, but I think you could argue that uh, it's one of the greatest factions of all time, and it just gets overshadowed. If
2: there weren't a four horsemen, I think people would be talking about the dangerous Alliance. I would agree. Nicely done tag. And here comes the big guy in, but you know, big guys try to step over the ropes and don't really do it as well as he does.
1: No, he does it like without the rope really moving that much. That's exactly right. So, Hey, I know you have a fascination with penises. Let's just get to it. Okay. Oh, wow. What Wait a, a big what shock there was. Well, you know, you love dicks. I mean, somebody- he picked him up by the head, like a
0: baby
2: <laughs> baby's arm. And now he's going to whip him in and a drug double drop kick Dustin one, two, and Zabisco does the job. Zabisco does the job. Oh, and now what have we done? We, We've taken our biggest guy that normally would go into a battle royal, right? Right. And you've and, found a creative
1: way to get him out of there. Out of so there. you can camouflage that he can't work.
2: Yeah. But I would have kept him in there. Well, but this
1: gives you an opportunity for your two best performers in the ring, Dustin and Ricky Morton, to continue. But I I wanted to ask, you know, I don't know when we'll talk about him again. Elegante,
2: do any hog watching? No, and did I do any hog watching? <laughs> no, but you 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 gotta imagine that's gotta be a roll of baloney. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: don't you think a roll of baloney. <laughs> don't you think? you know That's i was only- like should i even mention this what? i was not but i was just not ready for roll of baloney like i was on the fence like this is just like the most blatant thing ever to ask but i know tony's gonna have a good one-liner here and there it is a roll, roll of baloney yeah. so my baloney has a first name and it's l <laughs> my baloney has a first name and it or last name and it's gante it
2: g-a-i-g-a-n-t-e
1: I feel like that's going to be a shirt over at loisrules. real
2: soon. <laughs> Roll of baloney. <laughs> uh, what do you think, well, Jr. Is saying right here? Uh, he said, "Well, this show's full of baloney right now." Now let's go back to Eric Bischoff, and he always gets mouth. Now notice how we're uh, back to Eric again. Please let these two people talk, Eric. Let them talk. Let I can't. I can't, Tony. <laughs> I've got to get my shit in. This
1: is my first Starcade and my first act as as boss here. Is going to be fire both of these people. <laughs> One for fucking over my good friend, Jason Hervey, who I pretend to make TV shows with now, but no one's ever heard of any of them. And the other is Dusty Rhodes' friend with a mullet and a cane. And I'm sure he was a big deal once. But look, I know people from Japan and how to pronounce Jushin Thunder Liger. And that's going to be one of my big acts as a company here. Is Who the fuck is that guy? Was that Robert Gibson? No. (laughs) Now I'm going to get my trailer trash buddy out here, Diamond Dallas Page. He uh, looks like he's straight from the trade day or the Walmart, and here he comes. Uh,
2: he's probably got crystal meth to sell us. Listen, look at uh, Zabisco's still selling it, buddy. Uh, great job. Great job, Larry Zabisco. And that's that. And uh, uh, just to, uh, uh, if you're watching this with us, hope you are, just let you know Magnum TA and Missy Hyatt will not say anything. And you may say, well, we would rather look at Missy than have her say something. I always thought Missy did a pretty good job on the air. She played with the, the
1: exception of star 87 when she lost her place. Right. She was always pretty good on the mic. Yes, she and was. She
2: played the part correctly.
1: What the fuck is going on when Mike Graham is here now? No disrespect to Mike Graham. And of course we all know that, um, Mike's passed away. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't want to speak. ill of the dead. Yeah. But who bought a ticket here to see Mike fucking Graham? Well, nobody. And Uh, who who bought a ticket here to see Bill Kazma? Okay. Well, that's another pet project that you're booking somebody on potential, but what's the potential for a Mike Graham? I mean, he looks like he should be a fucking referee. The referee looks like he could whip his
2: ass. Yeah.
1: Mike Graham would not qualify for two Oh five live. Mike Graham
2: never drew a dime. Well, I know a lot of people down in Florida championship wrestling thought he was a very tough guy. Yeah. He's not. (laughs) Okay. Now I should mention,
1: uh, now uh, here's my deal on this. Mike Graham was an asshole.
2: In my opinion. Okay.
1: And the reason I say that is because Mike Graham goes on every shoot interview before he murdered himself. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike Graham went on every shoot interview and buried every fucking body and talked shit about everybody as if he was fucking God's gift to wrestling. Huh? And I found that to be sort of shitty. And there's lots of rumor and innuendo that Dusty told, and I don't know if this is true or not, but Mike Graham would tell people that Dusty told him to go out here and eat up Juiced Liger. Huh. Had you heard that before? No. So that's the rumor and innuendo. So let's watch this match, and let's see if we can pinpoint some moments where Mike Graham is not really cooperating with Jushin Liger. Okay, that's that's, that's
2: interesting. Let's see what we're doing well. Mike Graham, what's your favorite Mike Graham match? Well, I you know, uh, I can't remember a favorite Mike Graham match. But let me say this about Mike Graham. We, Mike and I got along quite well. I really liked Mike. Well, he, here, he made me I'm laugh sure, i'm sure he, he made, was a great guy and I, well look he was a good agent too now i know he got fired right he got fired for the uh the uh that match in the back of the truck that we've already done remember the bunkhouse uh no he was
1: he he, he was, was back after that he was back after that yeah he was there when when ben walk went okay
2: but well, he was a good
1: agent man i, I watched look yeah there you go graham doesn't participate not at all okay he tr- and he just goes over and tags him out. Yeah. Like, hey, you go do something.
2: And I actually yeah. and look at look at Liger. He's frustrated, yeah. yeah exactly.
1: So Casmire here, uh, I actually met uh as a youngster uh-huh. in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm. He was doing uh tough man uh exhibits at I don't know, some event. And so he was like pulling an eighteen wheeler with his teeth or some yeah. such nonsense. Uh, and that's clearly why you guys bring him in he's as big as a house He's getting a little bit of notoriety in that world who makes the decision to hire a bill casmeyer
2: dusty well is that a bill is that a that, jim Herd
1: or that's, that a
2: a jim, that's a jim Hurd thing that's an absolute jim Hurd thing
1: now what a, what a an interesting um second version of mike graham here because we've got him not wanting to do anything for Liger, but if Kaz
2: touches him, he flies across the ring. That's because he legitimately is scared of Bill Kazmar. He realizes if Kazmar, if he doesn't want to do something for Kazmar, Kazmar could confront him in the back and snap him in half. Right? How would you describe the outfit that Diamond Dallas Page is wearing here? Ooh, this is, uh, uh this is, uh, a little bit of uh, superhero meets white trash, um, uh, Let me just say that I'm pretty sure my grandma had a jacket that looked just like this (laughs) (laughs) or a moo. -moo. and never jump into the waiting arms of a guy as strong as Bill Kazmaier.
1: Can you imagine this being a real card on a pay-per-view? This is supposed to be your biggest show of the year. And we've got diamond Dallas page before he was diamond Dallas page, Bill Kazmaier who nearly decapitated himself. Oh. Uh, by the way, that was pretty incredible. to see a big boy do that. Yes. Uh, Jushin thunder Liger, holy shit. Hall of Famer, mm-hmm
2: and Mike fucking Graham. Yeah. Who should probably be holding a clipboard in the back. Yeah. And that's normally what he was doing and why he was put into this. I don't know. I don't know if, if it was Mike Graham's call to be one of them, or if it was dusty, say, Mike, you go out there and you know what you're doing. You go out there and show them what's going on, which could have been it. Oh my God. Casma, way too far away for that. And a very young DDP coming up.
1: We should mention here that this is, uh, at a time in the company where there's a lot of people going in and out, uh, but you've still got a lot of stacks talent here. Big names, Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, Cactus Jack, Dustin Rhodes, Diamond Dallas Page, Jusin Liger, Buff Bagwell, lots of big names here, but, mm-hmm. uh, you've also got guys leaving as well. Of course, Ric Flair, which we've covered. Sid is out of here. Kevin Sullivan's gone, uh, big daddy dink. I'm sure everybody missed him. Mm-hmm. Robert Gibson has been let go. Nikita Koloff, one man gang uh, of all the sort of oh. new hires, the bill Kaz the, the big Josh, the, uh, Oz character, uh, Scott hall as the diamond stud. We're going to see Brian Clark in a minute. Lots of new in, influx of talent here. What do you think WCW had the highest hopes for
2: Van Hammer? <laughs> it, no, serious. no, they had the highest hopes for El Higante.
1: Really? Oh yeah.
2: Okay. They thought he was going to be the next big thing. No question.
1: Of course, you know, we've, um, we've talked a lot about this on old episodes. You should check it out in our archives, but WCW officially split from the NWA in January of 91. It became world championship wrestling. Right. You know, as far as a brand name. Did you feel like that mattered or hurt the products one way or another? Was the, was NWA a more
2: established brand or at this point, was it all about TV? Well, at this point it was all about, it was all about staying out of a, uh, of a lawsuit. I, I, I believe sure. the, the promoters who had ties to the NWA wanted to control who the champion would be and not WCW controlling. And WCW said, the hell with that. We'll just become world championship wrestling and shell the NWA for me. It hurt me because I love the NWA.
1: Yeah. I knew you were going to
2: say that. Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners grew up the same way. Right. Right. Well, but now well, isn't the NWA run by the guy from the smashing pumpkins. Now, yes, he own that? Billy Corgan owns the NWA now. Okay. Is he going to get his money back from that? Do you think? How much did he,
1: how much did he buy the NWA? For? I don't like think it's bucks? officially been disclosed, okay. but I know the number and I'll tell you off air. Okay. And you'll think that, well, I don't know what you'll think. Okay. Jeez. But you could buy a nice house with it. Oh, I bet I could. Gee um, whiz. Who do who do, who got the money for that? Uh, an attorney who sued his way into ownership. Wow. Uh, a guy We're named Bruce Tharp. tharp. Okay. And you can't trust a Bruce, right? Yeah, yeah, well, this might. Bruce wears loud jackets too. Oh. You know what okay. I mean? So right now you're like, well, that's two strikes. Yeah, that's right. um, well, he's an attorney. I so three, i mean three yeah, three. he's
2: fucking out of here wow and he owned the nwa so
1: yeah i believe the story i got was he sort of uh legislated his way into ownership uh-huh. and uh then a few years later i believe he sold it for a pretty nice little windfall for himself be interesting to go back and just follow the dots to where the nwa went from well it's really crazy to think about you see the old matches with you know harley race and terry funk and rick flair mm, jack Burst and you're like up. Hey, the guy who owns this promotion is the uh, lead singer from the Smashing Pumpkins. Amazing. Like you would have never put that together. But then again, people wouldn't have thought we'd have uh, Tony Schiavone and (laughs) uh, the mortgage guy
2: doing a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. And now look at this. He's going to put him up into a, is this a surfboard? Is this what you call this? I forget. Is this the, uh, the Rocco death taking a bad look, bad angle at Mike Graham, getting to another angle Quickly. quickly. Now, quickly. Would you you like to see
1: Tom Zink in this? Mm. If Tom
2: Zink and Ray Mysterio took turns doing that to each other, would that be your dream match? It wouldn't be my dream match, but it'd be a very interesting shot now and then. And Mike trying to call a spot. Liger doesn't speak English. How fun is that? Wow, very good. And he's He's got him in the Boston Crab in Norfolk. Oh, is he going to give up? Is he going to tap out? Uh, No. Might give me a little bit right there. Eh, Maybe not and was a tag made no we got we got a gigantic clusterfuck going on right here what's going on gigantic clusterfuck how frustrated is Liger? oh jesus go i'd go out and tag out again Uh, okay see a little handshake i just want to let you know that
1: (laughs) it feels like lager was motioning to the back like what the fuck I, i
2: think so too i agree Jesus,
1: He's probably thinking, well, this American can't fuck up a headlock. We'll just do this. <laughs> can't fuck but, up a headlock. By the way, does it not feel like at this point, as we see him here, Mike Graham, mm. by the way, very athletic maneuver there. Yes. For Mr. Graham. Do a backslide. One, two. Mike <laughs> Graham looks like a villain from a Roddy Dangerfield movie. Doesn't he?
2: Yes.
1: You're getting kicked out of the club, see? <laughs> you won't be on the golf here anymore, see? <laughs> We don't like your kind around here. Back to school, too. You don't wear a sweater (laughs) vest. See?
2: You don't belong, Mortimer. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, And now, so... uh, (laughs) I mean, Mike Graham legitimately looks
1: like everybody's dad on the weekend. right? He's walking around in his fucking underwear. He's going to make you a grilled cheese. (laughs) Tell him to go get the paper.
2: (laughs) I agree. Mike didn't have the look. Didn't have the look at all
1: here's someone who did diamond Dallas <laughs> Page.
2: he had the look right yeah grandma's moomoo
1: can you believe that this is on fucking pay-per-view like y'all asked american people to go to work <laughs> mm-hmm. and work their job put up with their their boss's shit yeah and wake up early and stay late and mm-hmm. fight the traffic for yeah. for the right to, to watch see, mike graham and bill casmeyer yeah. diamond
2: dallas page yeah on pay per view, two girls front row, ringside just woke up and walked away. They're going to go to the bathroom and kill them. You know, he, this is one of those times
1: where we're doing a podcast, and mm-hmm. I really wish I could do what I do in real life, and I would just
2: fast forward the fuck out of this. <laughs> you do that too. You fast forward. We should
1: question. mention that Jim heard. Yeah.
2: Oh, he kicked him in the fucking head for real. You right damn there. right he did. You damn right. Do it again. Do it. Ooh, sell that some bitch. Yeah, sell that. I think we're getting a little stiff here, don't you? Uh, a couple of those look, yeah. like they had uh, some meat on the ball. I believe they did. Ooh. If I'm Bill Kazmar, and I know that he's fucking with my partner like this, I just, I just uh, come up and uh, try to break his ass. What I try to do. Well, here's what's funny. He's like, <laughs> "Fuck this! I'm out of here." <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, tagged a DDP. God, this match has gone like. 78 minutes yeah and that's 77 minutes longer than it should have gone look tag again. <laughs> i got him i don't want him you do it wow hey but you got to say conrad great teamwork here by mike graham and diamond dallas page wouldn't you say Teamy back and forth tags back and forth
1: you know what's great is mike graham's got to be the only guy in the world in the history of wrestling and he says no put him down i want him fair and square yeah swear. Mike Graham's got to be the only guy in the history of the world mm-hmm. who would say, no, fuck Jason Liger. Let me work with Kaspar."
2: <laughs> who says that? Nobody. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. Reversal? Well, let's see. Are they working again? Oh, maybe so. Over the top. Oh, my God. Oh, here he goes. Wow.
1: And we missed it. For 1991, that was a hell of a spot. It's a shame we never saw it.
2: We never saw it. We completely missed it. In fairness, how, look at Jackie Crockett back there. Yeah. Why is he not wearing pants? I, I, Jackie Crockett did exactly what he wanted to do. No one fucked with Jackie Crockett, buddy. No one did. Even when he didn't own the company, he didn't fuck with him. It's like he would dare you to do it. What's Liger doing here now? Waiting. Yeah. I know we he's waiting, are. but uh, it's we just... Uh, Fuck up our spots here. Okay. Yeah. Him. I
1: guess the plan was to be suplexed in and he was waiting on him to take a sweet fucking yeah, time to get wow. up there. Okay. So this shit is so bad that yep. just a few weeks after this in January of 92, old Jim Hurd would resign.
2: Yeah, boy. What a nice fucking moonsault that was. I uh, took out. Yeah. Can you believe that we're having Jushin Thunder Liger in a shitty match? No. Yeah. That's yeah. Jim Hurd will resign. Uh And of course the die was cast probably by this time. And he's there got, got a, uh,
1: he's going to be replaced by 38 year old Kip Fry. K. Allen Fry, uh, who was the uh, executive vice president and TBS mm-hmm. attorney. Um, after the resignation heard
2: reportedly went to a, uh, there's your three count. Thank you. Oh, you surprised that diamond Dallas page did the job here at Mike Mike Graham. Uh, no, no, you're not. Of course.
1: No. Not. I mean, and I guess why is diamond Dallas page at this point, nobody thought would be anything. Right. People thought Diamond Dallas Page was going to be a joke and that, you know, he was just here today, gone tomorrow. Nobody had any idea that Diamond Dallas Page was going to work his way out, his ass off and become a top guy.
2: Right. Just goes to show you, you never know. Yeah.
1: I mean, six years after this, Diamond Dallas Page would be one of the more overacts in the company. And right. Seven years after this, probably, you
2: know, top three guys in the company. Right. And that, and that, that's a, that's our uh, message for you today. Youngsters work hard. You never know. And now fans are standing because what do we got? Oh, we've got football. We have football. Oh, shit. It's another wrestling promo. <sighs> Super brawl dose. And that'll, that, oh, there was Tom Zink. Did you see Tom Zink in that? I got to say, I'm disappointed in your promo skills here. Okay. Sorry. I'll, uh, it's February 29th. I'll so do better. I'll do better next it's time. fucking leap year. Yeah, it's leap year. That's right. Exactly. Let's go back to Jr. and Tony Schiavone talking about Super Brawl. The good news here, Tony, is that Jim Hurd will not be around for Super Brawl 2. I'm not so sure who will be in charge at that time. I was hoping my good friend, uh, Cowboy Bill Watts, would be. but well, that's going to be down the road. But there'll be no Jim Hurd. Jim Hurd uh, Jim and Jim Barnett got me back to this company, as you know. Yep. And uh, I know you've been miserable since that time. Uh, I'm miserable too, but the good news is I will go on to have a great career and you'll go on to be unemployed in wrestling after the year 2001. That in mind, let's go back to... Thank you very much, Tony Giovanni and Jim Ross. Reach in there again, Magnum, one more time. We don't want you to say anything. Missy, open it up for me. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Are you excited, Conrad? I can't wait. Yeah, I can't fucking wait either. Here we go. Who's it going to be? Look at the heels. Like, Arn Anderson's made to look like a goof? I know. He's hugging Bobby. And now let's bring in the total package, Lex Luger. I ain't high-fiving any of you fuckers because I don't like you. And who's going to be his tag team partner? Uh, let's see. Oh, it's Arn Anderson and, and Bobby Eaton, right? the fuck is Bobby going? Who's his partner here? Bobby just followed Arn out. There goes Terry Taylor. So we know this match is going to be shitty. And <laughs> uh. there's a man. There's a man, Tom Zink. Go get him, Tom. Where's our van?
1: All right. Van Hammer's just chilling in the back, drinking a Dot Coke.
2: Okay. So, wait, a, hang on a second here. Uh, where, where did Bobby Eaton go? He's in the ring. No, he's not. Okay. That's Luger in the ring, right? Hey, let me tell you why. He's the best of all the guys. Doom, 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 doom right tom point and talk and oh sing come on you can't tease tom, us huh? Zink. Da, 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 da. tom zinc i know what he beat the fuck out of bobby eaton in the back bobby walked out right behind arn anderson you know they right. had their arms around each other come on bobby follow me out fucking dumbass. Bobby belly from Huntsville. bobby eaton
1: probably went and got a big pickle <laughs> yeah, probably so all right arn anderson and you know what i just realized what i have those boots that arn anderson's wearing you do yeah Wow, we'll tweet a picture out. Okay, but yeah, I actually own those
2: boots. How about that? How about that? that? That's old school shit right there. Oh, and they're taking the those Terry Taylor boots. What do you think those are worth? Oh God, not as what, what, what happened to Terry?
1: Well, nobody knows because Jackie Crockett wasn't shooting it. <laughs> he was looking at Tom
2: Tom's. Okay, you're going to bump for Terry Taylor. Please don't. Yeah, he is. Amen. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Arn. had not we learned you yet? Oh, there you bump for bump for zinc. There you go. And enziguri kick coming up here. We see it right off the top of the big pumpkin head melon. One, two at a two count. And Luger, how awkward was Luger breaking up the camera? <laughs> Luger couldn't do shit back then. He got better. He did. But back then, it wasn't much. Of course, Harley races on the outside. We should
1: mention, um, Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. I guess I should cover this right fast. Okay. After he resigned, Heard went and cut a promo to a lot of Turner executives, really blasting Dusty Rhodes, Jim Ross, and Magnum TA. Wow. He praised Jim Cornette or Jim Crockett in the meeting, rather, saying he felt bad for him having to deal with the other three. Wow. Uh, Crockett allegedly was responsible for helping bring back steamboat rude and dangerously. Uh, do you remember Crockett's involvement in getting those guys to come over?
2: I, I remember it was that was pretty much known that he got him to come back. I did not hear that heard buried Jim Ross
1: buried him in a big way. Wow. And it wasn't too long after Kip is in control here that, uh, Bill Watts has brought in, right. We've never really compared the two. If you had to compare working for Jim
2: Hurd or working for Bill Watts, how would you, how would you do so? I would do so by saying that Bill Watts taught me a lot about wrestling, taught me a lot about how I should sell. Taught me a lot about being a wrestling announcer, and actually worked with me on my uh, on my announcing, where Jim Hurd did not. So that's how it would compare it. And I thought Watts knew so much more about wrestling than Jim Hurd did. Now he took it a completely different way, as we all know, right? He went so far right, right, that maybe uh, the fans weren't ready for that. But as you notice to so your right there, Bruce Pritchard and Jake, the snake Roberts are still watching. Jake's put on a few pounds. Yes, he has. So is Bruce. Bruce looks the same. Looks the same. Uh,
1: at the beginning of December here, do you remember Lex Luger quitting the promotion? No, I don't. He quit at the beginning of the month because WCW had fired Harley race and, uh, Meltzer would report. The last word I heard is that everything has been worked out because, uh, Luger did miss the 1125 television tapings and making because it wasn't resolved in time. Uh, but he would be back. So. Uh, obviously it was short-lived, but who would have made the decision to cut Harley race and why was Luger loyal to Harley like that?
2: Uh, the decision to cut Harley race would have been Jim Hurd's decision. Right. I guess out of respect for Harley, because, you know, we all loved Harley. We did. Who didn't? Yeah. I mean, no, Harley was just a, just a, a, a great pro. And a great guy backstage that everybody liked. He never caused trouble. He and, and you know, I, I go back to this. I I always thought that Harley Race and Rick Flair and those guys who are still alive, and I know Harley has been ill, so has Rick. I think wrestling should take care of them for life. Vince McMahon. Right. I really do. But well, I, we don't know what they're doing. No, we don't. And look, and I, I also gotta say it's pretty good that Harley's got a jacket. That's the color of God's green earth.
1: It's a pretty good. Heart, Thank right? you
2: very much. I thought, okay. I thought the impressions were up
1: to Bruce, but I mean, you kind of mm-hmm. nailed it. Right Thank there. you very much. Um, uh, that is like a Rolex green right there. Yeah. That's something else. Hey, um, speaking of watches, what type of watch were you wearing for this show? I saw it shining through your cuff earlier.
2: Uh, I was wearing a, uh, is it called tag Heuer? Yeah. Yeah. I was wearing that. That was your jam. Yeah. I, I got that like for song and a dance. What does that mean? Hey, I mean those those watches are like a thousand dollars. I got it for three hundred bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, good for you.
1: Yeah. um When do you remember Rolex as being a big thing in the business? Oh, uh,
2: from day one. Really? Yeah. From Ric Flair and you know he always had a Rolex on. And right. We saw Tully with one. And
1: now Tully old, had one of those Mickey Mouse nugget watches.
2: <laughs> that wasn't. Oldie never had one. I don't think Arn had one. Arn wears one now. Does he wear one now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um did you ever think about getting a rolex no shit no those things are expensive okay. expensive i don't even wear a watch a day. do you well yeah you do i don't wear one a day yeah because i everything i do is on my smartphone. i'm a watch guy i love watches yeah
1: Arn anderson is uh putting on a clinic here and of course we've been talking over it but and i know we give terry taylor a lot of shit but he's a very good wrestler terry you know? oh, of course and he is. Yeah. and Arn anderson here working with terry taylor you're going to get your money's worth and then sure of course they tag lex on every now and
2: again and, we go to hell in a handbasket yeah the, the difference here is that terry taylor's a great worker Arn anderson's a great worker the difference is arne anderson could talk he could cut a promo and terry never could
1: well and i feel like arne's more giving if that's even a thing like yeah. i feel like when arne sells for you arne goes the extra mile sure. and makes your shit look devastating just
2: like right there
1: yeah that- every little thing that you do to right. arne looks like it's murdering him right. and
2: you know, Terry will sell for you, but it feels like Arn's just going the extra mile. But, you know, that's smart. Let me tell you, in, in wrestling psychology, how smart it is. If you sell, and if you, here's a one, two, three, my man, Tom Singh from the top, if you sell and make all the moves of your opponent look devastating, then when you beat him, you've beaten somebody. Absolutely. So that's great wrestling psychology I agree, that totally Arn Anderson could employ. Rick a lot Flair of the guys did never the did that. Yeah, Ric
1: Flair did the same. Absolutely. Well, of course, we, we recently made, you know, the assertion, Look at Tom. Can't even run the road. <laughs>
2: oh, Harley race. Caught him.
1: What a beautiful DDT. Absolutely. Tom kind of overselling I that. I never saw words. anybody sell a DDT that way.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just flipping flopping around the ring. Oh, it's my like God. a faith no more.
1: Oh my God. Um, Lex Luger, Tom Zink, same guy, just darker hair.
2: Uh, I mean, look at him Well, again. I was something I think we've talked about on past, uh, uh, podcast. I think, uh, Luger had the better looking body. He did. Uh, I mean, you, you could not, back in that day, beat Lex Luger's body, for crying out loud. That was Did you ever try to beat his body? I never tried to beat his body. I remember. Did you ever ask him to beat your no, I body? I never had him beat. Stop it. One, two. And a two count. I never asked him to. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember back in the old Crocket days. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm say it again. I remember there's somebody pulled off their shirt. Uh, and we were back in the backstage area doing promos and Luger was there with a tie and a, you know, a shirt on and, uh, somebody t- took off their shirt in a promo and, and Flair turned to Lex after the promos over. He said, I want you to take your shirt off and show everybody what a real body's like. And I'd never seen him without his shirt on. Okay. He took it off. I remember going, holy shit. Holy shit. I've never seen anything like that in my life with the traps way up in the air and the, you know, the delts and everything. It was just a spectacular body. Did it move? What? The body? No. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> and I'm going to ignore that. No. But here comes my man, Tom Zigg, trying to make a tag of Terry Taylor. So let's talk about Lex quitting.
1: Uh, do you remember Lex quitting? How'd they get not. him back? Okay. I do not. Uh, There was something kind of funny that Meltzer reported around this time. I bet he did. That uh, WCW announced they were going to be donating a portion of the proceeds from Starcade to the Starlight Foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you remember the Starlight Foundation? Can you chat us up about that? Uh,
2: The Starlight Foundation had to do with, here's a one, two. Starlight Foundation had to do with almost like a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation. Well, the portion
1: of the proceeds is they upped the pay-per-view from 1995 to 1999. So those four sounds went straight to Starlight. That's nice of them i'm being serious four cents four cents per order how many orders do we have uh we did a 1.2 million dollar buy rate mm-hmm. or a 1.2 buy rate so yeah. you did okay yeah i mean you probably 40
2: 50 bucks
1: give him another dollar <laughs> I mean, I mean, say every dollar four cents Honestly, What the
2: flying fuck if were you we doing? dumped
1: out whatever was in harley race's pocket okay that would have been a bigger <laughs> donation than terrible. what you guys did <laughs> four cents we really said four C 1995 to uh, 1999. And the difference
2: uh, straight to the starlight foundation. Uh, that was really, really nice of us. Wasn't it? Okay. Did we promote it here? Did we show a graphic, of the starlight foundation here? Uh, you yeah. know, I don't know. We're so. so fucking stupid. We didn't even do a promo. This is, this is now, not now because we've got some pretty good performance near, but this is just a shitty tag team tournament night with no, with no promos, right? With no interviews. I'm going to venture to say this will go down. I don't know what uh, Meltzer and uh, all those, all the dipshit stuff that he does gave about. This will go down as one of our worst pay-per-views ever. I think it's the worst pay-per-view ever. Is it worse uh, than... Uh, I think it's even worse uh, than sold out, 97.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And that's really saying something, because that's sort of unanimously regarded that way. Right. What a nice
2: maneuver there by Terry Taylor. Absolutely. Picking him up. Arn Anderson with the break. The only thing so, the only thing that we're gonna see that saves us night, if anything can say it's well, let's just get into this clusterfuck here. What the what fuck is, is Tom, going on? What is Tom doing? Tom is what does Lex Luger do? Gary Taylor doesn't know. No, I mean. nobody fucking only one knows is Arn Anderson. So what does he do? He gets out of the fucking ring. Oh, Arn with the elbow or with the knee that is
1: pile driver coming up. Oh, there it is.
2: What a terrible pile driver. Yeah. I tell you, Luger
1: wasn't good. But that's his then. finishing move. Yeah, and he can't hit it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, your winner. I hope we see a replay, and I'm going to need you to call
2: it. Okay. And don't call it straight. Let's have fun with it. Want to have fun with it? Yeah. Okay. Now let's take a look at the instant replay. As soon as we get the tape machines rolling, here it goes once again. Earlier in the event, Arn Anderson hits, and he will connect with the elbow right on the side of the head of Terry Taylor, and hopefully that uh, had him lose a couple of teeth. And now here we go, the worst pile driver ever. Holy shit, his head didn't even hit the mat. Didn't even hook the the leg. One, two, three. The only thing good you can say about it is that, thank God, this fucker was over. Now back to the clowns. Oh, God. What do we say about this, Shivani? Thank God the Luger match is over. The only bad news is we're going to see Luger back in the main event a little bit later on. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Narn. The good news is we're not going to see Terry Taylor. And let's take a look at the, <laughs> at the guys who are made it already. These are the uh, guys, the 10 who have made it already. We can't show you graphics. We're just showing you Chiron reveals. That's how stupid we are. Why can't we show?
1: Here's what I like. Thunder is not in quotation marks. Right. So mm-hmm. The thunder is apparently Jushin's
2: middle name. Exactly. And this is there they are. 10 guys who are already in. The bad news is, Tony, we're only halfway through. <laughs> when you look at that list,
1: do you not feel like which one of these is not like the other? with oh. Bill Kasmire? Oh, my God. That's unbelievable! Oh my God. So there's your there's your three hundred dollar tag right there. Look yeah. at you. Okay, and there. Is... By the way, the sign is back. Yep. And uh, this one, I got ran off something about Luger and attitude. Yeah. Why does the cop have such a hard on for this flannel
2: person? I have no idea. Uh, in about uh, five to six years, the signs will rule. All right. Thank you very much. Let's go back, Magnum and Missy. Say nothing. I'm holding the microphone, and I've been excited, as you guys have known, for the first uh, five matches. We've got five more to go. Oh, here it is. There you go. Have it. Okay. All right, here it is. Who's it going to be? It is going to be, uh, let's see. Uh, Who's on the list here? Let me take my list. Uh, Nobody fucking knows. Nobody fucking knows. Nobody can hear in the back. Whoa, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Whew. Thank God we got a good worker coming out. And let's fuck it up with Todd Champion. Ricky Steamboat. And, and Todd, Todd Ch- fucking Champion. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Todd Champion makes Van Hammer look good. How about this, though? You know, yeah. Cactus Jack. Gotta put butts in seats. Now, I actually like
1: what they're going to do here. This seems kind of fun to me. Yeah. The thing with... Uh, well, let's not spoil it. Okay. By the way, I have a friend who looks just like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy Lee Parker that you just missed. Mm. Brad uh, Biser from
2: Nashville. Yeah. Could be Buddy Lee Parker's fucking really? son. Yeah. Well, Lois has some family members look just like Abdullah the Butcher. Uh and head first. Into the He's really fucking wearing him out. Yes, here. he is, man. You know, this this was a pretty good deal. As as Unless as you're Sergeant seen, Buddy Lee Parker, and then it's not you, such no, a good No, but what I'm saying is is that. This and the match that Abdullah butcher gets involved in add a little bit of life to this thing. Don't you, don't you think I love Vader's just sitting on the floor doing nothing. And then when they come over to him,
1: he decides to move.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I better get up. Yeah. But he did a good job of selling this. Uh, and, uh, bang, bang. We're going to go to the ring. My God, cactus. Jack does not have a partner. Conrad. What are we going to fucking do about that?
1: Well, hopefully Todd champion is going to, uh, yeah. just say, you know what, let me get out of the way. Yeah. Let you guys do your thing.
2: Uh, just so you know, right now, Todd Champion's blown up already. Walking to the ring.
1: Todd champion is another guy who I feel like you could look at and say, well, he has potential <laughs> by the way. How bunny is Abdul the butcher here in 1991. <laughs> of course. Um, one of the scariest wrestlers in the history of the business. No question. And they're going to do kind of a fun deal here. And I want you to really pay attention to, uh, well, there's going to be another party introduce himself. Mm-hmm. And when he does, there are some shots coming up that look all the way legit. Okay. So Abdul, the butcher,
2: uh, do you wear your pants that high in real <laughs> life, Tony? Well, there was one time that I did pull up my pants and Ole Anderson saw me and he said, where'd you get those pants from? Abdul the butcher. I do remember that back in like 1991.
1: I feel like you roam around your house with your pants that high right now, though. <laughs> I don't know. Does Lois wear her pants up to her boobs or no. her boobs
2: go down to her pants? Her boobs go down to her knee pads. Uh, why does Lois have knee pads yeah. on? <laughs> I, don't know why I said that. What are y'all doing? <laughs> All right, get out of here. Take your kendo stick with your little uh, fuzzy end on it. And they, I guess they're going to beat up Buddy Lee Parker. Now, what am I? what am I looking for here? Here we go. Okay.
1: So he's wearing out Buddy Lee Parker with his stick. Right. And uh, eventually, someone's going to have enough. And by the way, look at that. That really hit him in the head, dude. Holy, and hit him in the head again. He's really welted him up here. And he can't do anything but cover up. This is apparently why it was so hard to get trained at the power plant, because Buddy Lee Parker got CTE from Abdul the Butcher. Now, Cactus Jack just flew off the ring into the floor in the guardrail, and And of course, we missed it completely. Mm Mm-hmm. Todd champion, just sprained an ankle.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Todd, please get away from him. Thank you.
1: Wow. By the way, cactus Jack and Ricky steamboat, two of the best wrestlers and company in 91. Wouldn't you agree? Exactly.
2: And we'd put Todd champion in there. So, uh, yeah. If you think that these were legit, uh, draws, you're wrong. The steamboat man, everything steamboat did back then was was so real, so with authority.
1: It's so interesting to me that Steamboat doesn't get the notoriety that I think he deserves because you look at the guys he's most frequently, you know, paired with, and it's Ric Flair and Macho Man. I mean, those are the guys that people talk about his matches with the most. And, you know, of course, he had a couple of really awesome matches with Steve Austin too, and I just don't think people regard him as being and that upper echelon, do you think that's because he was, he was never a heel because he was just a purely white meat baby face. Was he not as strong of a promo? What was it that kept him from being regarded the same way a Shawn Michaels or a Ric Flair might be?
2: Uh, probably because people who do it's doing the regarding are idiots. I, I tell me a bad match. Rick, Ricky steamboat had.
1: I mean, there's not it's none. You'd be really pushed yeah, to exactly. come up with anything he ever did. That wasn't awesome. And exactly. But I just feel like most people say, oh, Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels is the best wrestler ever. It's always like one A and one B, you know, however you do it. Yeah. But Steamboat, he's got to be somewhere in that conversation, but he's not.
2: Let me ask you this question about Steamboat. Cactus Jack goes on the outside. Do you think the dragon gimmick hurting with the dragon's head and all that shit? Possible. Yeah. Because that kind of was over the top cartoonish. I
1: I, I thought that was a a really innovative spot there for 1991 Mm -hmm. with the uh, suicide dive there. Yeah.
2: And Steamboat and Cactus Shack taking the bulk of this match, which is great news for fans. Uh, and there you see us on the side. There's Diane Keith in the big pink jacket. She was our uh, she was our stage manager back Does then. Does she talk that
1: country? She is that talked reason? that
2: country. She sure did. She drink buttermilk. <laughs> she, <laughs> any cornbread? She, she might do it. Between the legs, drinking steamboat! Oh, great kick that time. How about that? Steamboat pulling out all the stops here on Cactus Shack. Nope. Cactus, once you get up. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here goes that. That's how he did. He blew up every time he he did a move.
1: Touch. He looks like an American gladiator. Does he? No, I'm just saying the the look is right. very. You know, I mean, yeah. I could see why you would think, hey, this guy has the look to be a big star. Again,
2: the look, a Van Hammer look, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you gotta remember they're trying to compete with the Hulk Hogan's, the Ultimate Warriors. Sure. And, I mean, you look at a guy like Sting. Sting didn't come into the business. You know, he came in through a bodybuilding deal. He didn't grow up loving wrestling, but he had a great look. And in time he became a much better worker and a pretty decent promo. Yeah. And he became a star. And and I know that's, that's what they're looking for here, but nobody's ever going to compare sting and Todd champion. No, not at all. Oh, so, buddy Lee Parker. Huh? He's got that power plant. Won't quit in him. <laughs> uh, and am I wrong? Do it for above average. Mike Sanders. Yeah. Do it.
2: Do it. <laughs> Am I wrong? And I think we're going to see a little bit later on. Joey Mags and Rip Rogers are part of our uh, security crew. Is that right? I believe so. We'll see it a little bit later on. You know, if this event
1: were happening mm-hmm. in 2017, yeah, I think I'd want to use Seek
2: Geek to make sure I had a, a good spot to check out the show. Don't you think? I think I do too. And, you know, we're getting close to the uh, time of the the bowl games and the championship games, some of the bowl games have started. And uh, well, I want to let you know that I was using the Seat Geek app long before you and I were talking about it.
1: Well, you yeah, know, I have two. Yeah. Uh, top rope, elbow to the floor mm-hmm. on Todd Champion. I actually picked up my seats for Alabama Clemson using the Seat Geek app. And this is only the second time I had ever used it before. But I was able to get the uh, tickets right after the announcement was made that Alabama was going to be in that game. You know, I don't know where I would have even looked to find those seats. I just pulled up my SeatGeek app right on my phone. It was the easiest way I know of to shop for tickets. And you can do this anywhere. And in just a few taps, you'll find your seats instantly, just like I did. I use SeatGeek. You will, too. You're going to find it just as easy as I, because they make it the easiest experience ever.
2: They certainly do. Not only that, guess what? And this is going to blow you away. Even though I worked for the Georgia Bulldogs, I did not get tickets to the Rose Bowl through the Georgia Bulldogs. No way. Lois Schiavone got a ticket to the Rose Bowl through SeatGeek.
1: How about that? How about that? If Lois can do it, you can too. It's going to save you time and money. And the way they do this is by comparing and searching multiple ticket sites. So you get the most amazing deal. They're going to get you the most paying for your buck. And they're going to grade every single ticket based on value to help you immediately identify where the best seats are that fit your budget. So you tell them how many tickets you need and what your budget is. And they're going to give you some scores to let you know Hey, these are the best ones for you, so you can finally shop guaranteed for the best seat and do it with confidence using SeatGeek. You're going to be able to do this right on the app. So, best of all, I guess just because you listen to our
2: show, you get an even sweeter deal, right, Tony? Twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's twenty dollars off your first purchase. Just download the app, enter promo code What Happened. That's W H A T H A P P E N D, and enter that today. That's promo code What Happened. off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek is more than just sports. It's concerts. It's theater. It's comedy. Whatever you want to go to, SeatGeek can make it happen.
1: I can't recommend it enough. It's a free download for the app. And uh, I'm actually looking at, I've got a trip to New York coming in January. And uh, I'm going to get some uh, Broadway theater tickets using SeatGeek. And I know
2: you would love to see a Broadway show. You're not kidding. A musical. I'd love to see it absolutely chicks and ducks and geese better scurry when i take you out in the surrey when that's just that's from oklahoma by the way uh the georgia bulldogs playing. how about that power slam by ricky steamboat steamboat one of the great top road flyers there you see the fancy responding to it look at that and all his glory up top buddy lee parker fighting to get up get up buddy down you go crossbody one two three
1: oh. parker was in the match 14 seconds he got pinned for three of those um there's no justice where cactus Jack doesn't move on
2: but firebreaker chip does mm. <laughs> you mean todd champion but no, that's okay is there a difference yeah there's not you're exactly right we're gonna see firebreaker chip ricky steamboat great spring that was the move he used to beat Ric Flair back in the 70s to win his first title. A TV title, right? A TV title. The NWA, I think back then it was the Mid Atlantic Television Championship. And a star was born at that time and still one of the greatest performers ever, regardless of what some of you guys may think on the internet.
1: No, you know, that, no, that's unfair. I'm just saying, I think even the boys in the business would say Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair are the best, but. For whatever reason, Steamboat is not in that same category, but to me, Steamboat is very much in that Arn Anderson, Ricky Morton, Bobby Eaton.
2: I mean, you can't do much better than that. Well, let me say this. As we take a look at Buddy Lee Parker, there's Dennis Brent, who's in charge of WCW magazine watching on, uh, my experience with Shawn Michaels was Shawn Michaels is a member of the rockers. Right. And then when he became a big star, I was either, either on the other side. Or I wasn't watching it. So I have no uh experience, working, experience with working with him or uh basis for Shawn Michaels. But I know he was good. I wish I could have seen a lot more of him. Here we go. All right, let's not let him two talk. Who we got here? Sting? All right, Sting. All right. And this is this is going to be kind of entertaining here. And I say that because his partner is gonna be Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, Jenny Bad. Johnny B. said, oh, my God. He reacted to it, but then I am is to go to the ring and beat the fuck out of him. Uh, and Cactus Shack gives him a little pat on the back. Uh, and I guess we're not going to see the Diamond Stud, who's all taped up here, is in a sling. Who are the opponents here? Uh, Flying Brian. Hmm. Okay. And Bobby, I hope Bobby makes it to the ring this time. Last time he followed Arn Anderson out. And he did not even get to the ring. So here comes Abdullah. Abdullah and Stinger partners. Now, Abdullah does realize Sting's his partner. <laughs> he goes shake his hand, right? <laughs> Wrong you are. Oh! What is the sign Sting is dead for crying out loud? What's this all about? Bang, bang, Sting is dead?
1: Well, they're Cactus Jack fans.
2: Uh, okay, got it.
1: Got it. They're not, it's not um, Maddox threatening to kill your family. <laughs> okay. And now Flying Brian comes in. Look at these shots from Flying Brian on Abdullah. Watch this. Tommy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Lay it in, man. This is for Buddy Lee Parker, right? <laughs> Abby's going to say, What the fuck have I got myself into? But you know how Abby was. Uh, he was nuts. He didn't give a shit. He did all kinds of crazy stuff. Look down the left. Is that not Rip Rogers down the left in the blonde hair? Am I wrong? Watch There's Joey Mag. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You just never know who's going to show up at a WCW event. Yeah, you
1: really don't. I mean, yeah. had I known that Rip Rogers was working security, I'd have fucking bought a ticket, I got to <laughs> tell you.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, up on top, Bobby Eaton taking the measure of Sting, doing what a great tag team partner should do. Now, it's going to be kind of confusing here. here you see the steady cam over on the right. going to be kind of confusing here. Jimmy Suzuka taking pictures down the left. Uh, but uh, Sting and Abdullah the Butcher are tag team wrestlers notice how the one man gang and his suspenders not moving there at ringside going oh, moving his chair a little bit maybe he farted i'm not sure uh and bobby Eaton going to work on one part of the body strategic here conrad strategic one part of the body would you agree i would hey you've been on
1: a wrestling for a while did you know that abdul the butcher has hepatitis no not only does he have hepatitis he infected another wrestler named Devin nicholson and was ordered in an Ontario court to pay him $2.3 million. And it was upheld in Fulton County court in in Georgia, where Abdullah lives. Well, what year was that? Um, in the last
2: 10 years, really maybe the last five. It, I mean, it kind of doesn't surprise me. He bled all over everybody.
1: Yeah. So I guess my question is, did you ever swap blood with Abdullah? No, I know you didn't on camera, but I don't know what your private life was like.
2: No, I never did. Uh, but I always liked Abby a lot and you know, I, I told the story of being bled on by cactus jack and um and you were nervous and I was nervous, yeah, because it got in my eyes and everything. And you thought maybe cactus jack had something? He could have had something. He could have had hepatitis. You don't know. I mean, you know, you just don't know, because that was back in the, the, the AIDS really on the forefront. You know, news and everything. So you thought cactus jack might have AIDS? No, no, I I just didn't know. I was scared. I uh, so did you re- put words in my mouth for crying out loud? How did I do that? You said people were scared of AIDS. I was well, nervous. Well, There was the AIDS scare, and you just worried about yourself. Okay, Ricky Steamboat stopped juicing back then. He said no more juice. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Was he, does he blame anybody for having hepatitis or AIDS? No. He just, keep it up.
1: Talk to me about uh, okay. Abdul the Butcher. Did you read eat this Chinese restaurant? Yes, I did. You, you did? Did. Yeah. did you get
2: hepatitis there? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, me and uh, Jim McKean, longtime umpire, uh, in the uh, in the major leagues, aided at Abdullah's one one day. He came came down to a Braves game, and uh, we went over to eat and talked to him, and uh, had a good time.
1: Did you have the ribs, or yeah, did I you had, go Chinese and have the cream up some young guy?
2: I, I had the. <laughs> I had, <laughs> I'm sorry, what?
1: The cream of some young guy? Oh,
2: that? No, I didn't have that, but I had ribs. Yeah, rib tips is what I had.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. They were
2: pretty good. But that's since gone out of business. Right. Yeah, Down on well, Road. normally
1: when, the, when it comes out, the cook has hepatitis. I mean, business gets. I don't think thinner. he was a cook. I think he was the manager. Okay. Well, he had his finger in everything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, whatever. Uh, so he's... Uh, last time I saw Abdullah was this past summer uh, at uh, Bud Carson's uh, World of Wrestling. Uh, he was in a wheelchair. Got to talk to him for a little bit. Good to see him. Also saw him at WrestleCade as well. Uh, but uh, meanwhile... This is what I never did understand. I mean, I, I, yes, yeah, Sting is your best babyface, but Abby is beating up his partner more here than he actually is beating up his opponent. But I, that, I guess that's just Abdullah the Butcher being Abdullah the Butcher. How about that drop kick from Flying Brian? Holy shit. My voice sounded pretty good here today. You know, when I was, uh, when I was doing uh, MLW Never Say Never, my voice sounded like shit. But it's pretty good today. I wonder what I...
1: uh, Uh, It's probably court. You're just allergic to bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's talk about Never Say Never. Yeah.
2: Whoa, watch out. I'm going to tell
1: everybody you can catch that right now at mlw.tv.com, right? mlw.tv.com.
2: Well, actually, I fucked that up. It's mlw.tv. mlw.tv. I do the play-by-play with Rich McKinney. Uh, uh, Rich... uh, (sighs) Rich (sighs) McKinney. Okay, did you wake up? Yeah. Okay. Rich said, I really certainly thought that you and Conrad were mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Rich, motherfucker, grow up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I said, this is, we like to have fun. We shit on everybody, okay? You just, I said, feel proud we shit on you. If we don't say your name, then we don't like you. Jesus. All right. So anyway, back to this match. Uh, We have, uh, this is, this is, I think. And, and agree with me here and not agree with me. And I think well, this is one of the more interesting matches of the entire Battle Bowl scenario. You got four stars, but you've got unlikely tag partners who don't want to be tag partners. Exactly. And, of course, you got Sting, who's one of the major stars here, and to be one of the biggest stars ever. Uh, and uh, Bobby Eden, who can work. Brian, Flying Brian, who can work. And Abdullah the Butcher, who is just one of the great gimmicks of all time. I mean, I remember back years ago, and fans, you may remember this back in the Pro-wrestling, when I used to watch, uh, read the magazines, Bill After Magazines, you would see Abdullah the Butcher crunching on uh, uh, light bulbs or eating raw chicken, you think, man, that guy is freaking nuts. So I always liked his gimmick, uh, and certainly he was a star in Japan, and Bobby can freaking work, and Sting can work, and this was just the whole story of this. You know, I always said, Oh, what the fuck was that? Tony? I don't know. Bobby didn't want to take the, uh, either didn't want to take the pile driver or wasn't supposed to take it right there. I don't know, but here goes flying. Brian hammering Abdullah, the butcher. Uh,
1: what is it about Lex Luger and sting where they can't give pile drivers?
2: I don't know. Green. You know, this is what 91 and sting only became a, he's only been wrestling what? Five, six years. Okay. Well, it feels like, oh, what the fuck is Cactus Jack doing in here? He took that kendo stick, he hit the wrong man with it. He hit Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher is dazed. Sting's gonna go on top. Who in the world is he gonna hit? It's gonna be Bobby doing the job. Crossbody. One, two, three, and another crossbody for the win in Battle Bowl. A deadly crossbody, man. Oh, man, remember if you keep doing the same maneuvers, they mean nothing. Just a little tip for you guys out there who want to be wrestlers. You keep doing the same maneuver, it means nothing. And that's my tip for you independent wrestlers today. Here's the replay again. Now, I don't know if this was a kendo stick or not. I don't know what this was, but it caught a duel of the butcher. It was a stick of doom. The stick of doom. And stop the replay right now. We've had enough of it. Let's go to the next one. And cactus selling the mouth, walking away. And Bobby, God, that wasn't that good. One, two, three. And it's over, but it's not over now. Oh, my God. Now, (laughs) oh, Abby just. Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) you damn right, he Humpty Dumpty. There's Joey Maggs on the left, uh, Rip Rogers on the right. And this is one of the things that I really liked about this. Watch these two goofballs on your right, you know, just kind of watching. Yeah, they're not going to hurt anybody. They're just wrestlers. Yeah, it's all fake. They're not going to hurt anybody. Cactus, realizing these guys were just doing it, he grabs that guy. Isn't that fucking great? Yeah, you better sell it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking for real. Don't stand there with your hand on your dick. Oh god. You know if you take
1: that line out of context, it yeah. means something totally different. We're fucking for real. Don't just stand there with your
2: hand on your dick. Yeah. Now, now they're pulling him apart, aren't they? <laughs> you damn straight. Yeah, it's real now, motherfucker. Get away, get away from me, fat boy. Uh, and uh, here's a shot up in the top: Gordon Soley, Lance Russell. What are they doing? They are doing the, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, there had to be a, maybe it was on the hotline doing the play by play on the hotline. Isn't so people were paying three ninety-nine a minute to hear that. I don't know. I can't remember, but they were doing another alternate commentary on it. I'd like to have heard their version. Yeah, too. I would have too. It'd been much better than mine. I can tell you that, but, uh, God bless both of them.
1: I mean, you look at this announce crew, is mm-hmm. this not the best announce crew in the history? I mean, no. Gordon Solie, Lance Russell, Jim Ross, mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone. Nobody's ever had a squad like that before <laughs> on the announce team. Well, I'll tell you this. It beats the fuck out of Tony Schiavone and Rich Bikini in 2017. <laughs> uh, Rich going to think
2: we hate him now. yeah going to okay. think we hate him. By the way, have you listened to Rich and JJ's podcast? <laughs> that's what I thought. All right. Hey, I'm so excited. I want you to get in there and grab another. Uh, there he goes. Grab, 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 grab. Missy is looking just, lo- Missy cannot look bad. She just looks good. I'll
1: tell you what, though. That version of her with the nasty boys is the, the best. Kind of, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the best. Look at the smile. She was the just, haircut
2: back then was, was on time. Okay. Rick Snyder. Here he comes. You know who that was peeking through there? Grizzly uh, Smith. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. He, he's probably looking for young girls. <laughs> oh, Stop it. Oh, the diamond study can't wrestle. So he's going to bring in the night stalker with him. Night who would stalker. go on to be. Who are going to be wrath. Uh, there you go. Uh, who are the partners going to be? Okay. Adam bomb was his WWF. Okay. Adam bomb. Ooh, Vader time with no mask. He looks weird there. Yeah, he he does. He he looked weird the entire night. Now someone has to wake up Mr. Hughes on this one. All right. Mr. Hughes. What? Mr. Hughes. Would somebody wake up fucking Mr. Hughes.
1: You mean big cat, big cat from last year. Yeah.
2: Mr. Hughes.
1: What? All right, we're still waiting on him. Two That's- years from now, Vader will be in the main event, <laughs> world champion, yeah. top guy uh-huh. against Ric Flair. Yeah. Here,
2: he's like a hungry, hungry hippo. Uh- <laughs> Finally, big cat Mr. Hughes makes his way down.
1: By the way, give me your best facial for every Curtis Hughes entrance ever.
0: Of course it- <laughs>
2: on a podcast that you can't
1: nah, see. fuck it these guys have got to watch along use your imagination theater <laughs> of the mind okay
2: that's what mystery that's the way he did
1: i know he, he makes the he, same face every time yeah, he, of course i say that and he doesn't do it here yeah, he
2: sticks the bottom teeth out
1: <laughs> just like a dog with an underbite <laughs> that's right that's the way he did and now he just slowly walks around, take by the way the hat night hat stalker hat here this really threw me off when i watched this maybe for the first time or certainly for the first time in a long time, uh-huh. I didn't realize that that was Brian Clark. You didn't? No, not when I first watched it. Okay. And then I see him here and I'm like, wait a minute.
2: There he is. The light stalker had a pretty good look, didn't he? Really? He kind of looked like a, in a way, in a Billy Jack Haynes way. What'd you think? Am I yeah, wrong? He's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. And of course, here is your every time i see it i know i say the same thing everyone i'm sorry here's your member of the cherokee county school board for crying out loud what the fuck is going on by the way i should tell you just recently bruce and
1: i covered the steiners on uh something to wrestle and he acted like the uh, steiners were not bullies and never did any pranks and never hurt anybody and never uh sort of you know well bruce,
2: bruce is full of shit as we know
1: yeah meanwhile this is one week after you're saying oh yeah they stuck six sharpies up this guy yeah
2: there. up chip burnham's ass yes they sure did chip burnham rest in peace then
1: i had another guy message me and yeah. say hey i don't want you to say my name mm-hmm. but uh one of the guys from men on a mission oscar they taped to a urinal and mm-hmm. pissed all over him. yeah well, it wouldn't surprise me and and by the way another guy <laughs> this is real they shot him. <laughs> what, what? The blank <laughs> in the locker room. They cut a promo on him. Uh-huh. Reached in their bag, pulled uh-huh. out a gun, pointed it at him, pulled the trigger, <laughs> and shot him with blanks. In but it was a blank. So but just, it still hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, sure, if you're
2: close enough, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. they're in the same room with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> they shot
2: him. And, he, and it hurt, but he also shit himself. Too. That
1: happened in the WWF, and yeah. Bruce is like, "They were professionals; nothing yeah, ever happened." And then the guy messaged me and says, "Actually, they fucking shot me." <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were the biggest pranksters in the world, and why? Because in re- in real life, what are you gonna do about it? You you couldn't fuck with those guys. They were the toughest motherfuckers ever. You couldn't. You really look at that. You think he's scared of Vader? Not no. At all. He, Rick Steiner, Robbie Rick Steiner was afraid of nobody. That's probably why, that's, that's probably why, uh, he does so well at the school board because he's not afraid of any parent, <laughs> you know, he's probably, uh, just, he was afraid of no one, man. Uh, I need to look him up. I got his number. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I want to get it from you. I'd love to look him up, see how he's doing. And he goes in, and here comes Vader. And, you know, Vader loves that uh, strong style stuff, man. So he, this was right in his wheelhouse. If uh, Rick Steiner wanted to uh, mix it up, by God, let's mix it up here. I always
1: love the tease from the suplex from the inside to the outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. As a fan, I thought this was fucking cool. Right. Wow. How about that was just fucking muscling you him you damn over.
2: right it was muscling. You Absolutely. know, it
1: looked like a botch. And then eventually, uh-huh. you know, a, a lesser man wouldn't have been able to do it. And right. Rick Steiner fucking did it. Right. Absolutely. He's probably not pleased with Vader right now. Yeah. So let's go ahead and tag out. <laughs> Let you take out your revenge yeah. on big cat.
2: <laughs> exactly. Vader says, I got to get out of here because this motherfucker is a badass. You know, used to, one of the things in the backstage area, Ric Flair used to always look at Rick Steiner and say, you do know you're my fucking hero, don't you? Of you know, as Ric Flair, as we all know, he was a big Michigan guy. Sure. He wanted to go to Michigan. And he was a shooting wrestler at Michigan. So Ric Flair always thought Rick Steiner was the baddest ass. He always sure. did
0: it. So.
2: Um, how would you describe Curtis Hughes' gimmick here? Uh, Curtis Hughes' gimmick? Uh, it looks like uh, a cross between Abdullah the butcher and a Baptist minister.
1: You know, to me, he looks like, let's imagine like an eighties action movie. Okay. And we're going to have a bad guy.
2: Yeah. And right. then
1: that bad guy has like a limo driver slash bodyguard. Right. Who's like this big menacing person who really keeps you from sort of the weakling mastermind evil guy.
2: Sure. He could have been, he could have been like, uh, in uh, lethal weapon. One of those two. Oh, look at that release German suplex. Or he could have been like, uh, in one of the Eddie Murphy movies.
1: Yeah, he was like a Beverly
2: Hills cop. Beverly Hills cop guy. Yeah. Right, absolutely.
1: And so, you know, you, you sort of try to avoid him, and then in the next to the last scene, before you get to the big boss, you've got to somehow overcome right, Mr. Hughes, because right. he's wearing like the black driving gloves, right. he's got the sunglasses on. Right. When he wore the jacket, too, it would be totally passable that that was the gimmick.
2: Yeah, kind of like the role that Batista played in Spectre, right? I, I didn't see that, but yeah. Yeah. Wow, badass inspector. The not inspector in the movie Spectre, the James Bond movie. You're not a James Bond fan? No. What's wrong with you? Well, basically Jesus. here's
1: my deal. Before I watch any movie, I say would Tony Shavani like this? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, I say fucking up. Uh,
2: oh, there's the top rope bulldog Rick Steiner. And uh, they didn't Where uh, is the ref? No, you're not the you are not the legal man. But they did oh not they did not let the night oh my god that's the end of that they didn't let him in the ring much did they
1: no and Brian when they Clark. did he took a splash and he took it on his side mm-hmm. yeah like that couldn't have felt good no he's- and i feel like his left shoulder is broken right now yeah and i
2: and I feel that the fact that i don't think he's selling right now i think he's legitimately well right. yeah yeah vader was like oh if you're not gonna roll
1: over i'm just
2: i'm, I'm doing it yeah well there you see the fans They don't give a shit about this the crowd goes mild. Boy, does it ever. And that's it. Uh, Curtis Hughes uh, or Mr. Hughes and Vader. Now, you see this great bulldog, but that was not it was a good bulldog. the finish. And let's take a look at this splash with the guy on his side again. Have you ever seen a shoulder being separated in live action? There it Oh, went. God. There it went. Oh, God. Kid, one, two, three. You now, the good news is we're. Uh, good
1: news is you'll be Adam bomb in three months.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we're one match closer uh, to the end of Here we go. Bad Super Brawl fans kicking a fucking football and a big Super Brawl 2. If you think this thing sucked, just wait. The good news is Jim Hurd will not be a part of this. Super Brawl 2 is live and only on pay per view coming your way from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, February 29th. 1992 they brought in jesse the body ventura that would be his first pay-per-view with us
1: because based on the roster i just ran through of announcers you needed one more
2: (laughs) right not why not of course he's a big deal all right now back to jim ross and tony Schiavone. you know i don't know if jr wanted airtime, wanted camera time on these but there's a lot of it there's a lot of it we didn't need that much no as a matter of fact i always thought that announcers whoa let's go back to the live missy hyatt magnum ta Magnum T A is a super mega star from his hometown. Wouldn't you think he would just stick the microphone in front of his face one time to say something? You would think, but
1: he had to get his shit in. Speaking mm. of getting his shit in, yeah, boy. If you want to get fucked up at the hot
2: bar, Big Papa <laughs> Pop is your hookup. Oh God! And there's your man, Firebreaker Chip. Look at P News, buddy. Man, oh, Johnny B. Bad, I'm a bad man. Woo, I'm a bad man. Here I go. And who's whoa, uh, business is about to pick up. <laughs> Who is it, Tony? Brad Armstrong, Arachna Man. Uh, God bless Brad Armstrong. I know he's since left us, but he was a goddamn candy man and he was arachna man, but he was great as Brad Armstrong. What the fuck were we doing? Right?
1: It's interesting to me that. You guys have one of the best workers of all time, and you don't know what to do. with. Look at that guy. Is that guy every WCW fan?
2: Down in front there? Yeah. That's yeah, Lois's twin brother. I was talking to you about him uh, earlier, and there he is. So if that's Lois' twin brother, whenever you see him, do you get a little turgid? Me? No. I think about uh, going to sleep. Mm. Oh, hush. That, that's a nice sign. That is, that is well done. If you still have that sign, uh, contact us here. At, uh, Tony WH- Schiavone, 24, Tony Schiavone, 24, uh, DM us. Let us know if you have that sign and we'll laugh at you. Okay. So Johnny B bad against firebreaker chip. This is real life.
1: <laughs> this is WCW. Hmm. You know, Tony, I feel bad making our listeners who are very loyal and faithful and listen to us every week. Yeah. They're having to listen to this shit
2: show. I know. And it's not even our fault, really. Yeah, they're having to listen to it. We're going to have to look at it a second time. How Let's about call that? it. It's the third time. So, I'm, I'm not looking. any good
1: at this, but neither is Rich Bikini. Didn't keep him from trying. I'm going to take a
2: stab at it. Are you ready? Ready? All right. Over the top goes Johnny B. Bad. hits the rope. Oh, an arm drag takeover over the top. He'll do it once again. You saw that one coming. And here he goes again. That's about all that Chip Fire, the Firebreaker, can do in this match.
1: Firebreaker Chip, hypothetically, uh, do you think that he was uh, mob Mob-related? Mob-related? Yeah. It feels like to me, he works in the garbage industry. Okay. And, uh, he, he probably is connected.
2: Maybe he knows, uh, some of Gotti's crew. Yeah, it could, you know, they, I was often told that, that they are, oh, <laughs> turn your back on me, motherfucker. There you go in the midsection again. And those may be find their Mark since chip the firebreaker in back elbow, spinning Johnny B bad. He's a bad man. Hypo- Hypothetically. Do
1: you think that, uh, Mark Miro, is wearing all of this uh, accoutrement here, this this flair, so to speak, the okay. the the lace and such, uh-huh. just to make sure that Brock Lesnar doesn't go back in time and take advantage of him. <laughs> or be, isn't
2: to lure him in. It could, could be. Look at this. Into the midsection. And now, firebreaker ship goes up top. Oh, look at that maneuver. Another crossbody from Another. the top. And he even forgot to pin him dumbass. we've seen three fucking
1: crossbodies. we have seen zero good ones yeah
2: my god even steamboat who does great ones that wasn't that good um you can't always eh, tag is made Thank here god. he comes here he comes you know marvel looked at this and said should we sue him and they went fuck no leave that
1: alone is this around the same time the movie right came out uh yes it would have been Early nineties, so it's a terrible movie, and now a terrible wrestling
2: act. Absolutely,
1: Scott Steiner not happy to be doing this bullshit. Yeah, right now he's asking uh, what he wants from the hot bar. Yeah, you want ham cubes? (laughs) You want green peppers? (laughs) You want iceberg or spinach?
2: How about butterscotch pudding? Over the top, and I'll pick your ass up and slam you down. Oh man! No, we
1: don't have buy one free burgers,
2: (laughs) but we do serve beer, which no other Shonies will do. Pick up! Oh, back body drop. He's also saying, "Are you really Brad Armstrong? I'm going to knock your ass out of the ring." Down he goes. Down he goes. Look at the one man gang coughing over on our left now. Or was he sneezing? You know what I find interesting? And Bruce is, Pritchard shouted at him. We all know that Scott
1: Steiner is a mathematician, uh, and he's what? got numbers all over his tights. <laughs> a
2: mathematician. There's 100- a <laughs> hundred. he is? is there- <laughs> He's, yeah. And I'm a ninety pound Korean jet pilot.
1: Okay. Here here's what you don't know. Since you weren't watching wrestling, he cut a phenomenal promo on TNA yeah. where he did math. <laughs> and I'm gonna show it to you.
2: There's you're, a you're full of shit. I swear okay. there's a
1: there's a hundred and forty one percent chance you're gonna love it. <laughs> so hypothetically speaking, who would Mark Merrill rather have a fist fight with? Brock Lesnar yeah. or Scott Steiner? Uh today. today. Scott Steiner.
2: Yes. Back then, maybe Brock Lesnar. I don't what in Brock 19-
1: Lesnar's probably in the high school. He's probably an eighth grader. Yeah. And he'd still probably beat the fuck out of Mark
2: Mero. <laughs> <don't> you think? <laughs> he probably would. Uh and now Scott Steiner said, I've had enough of you, pretty boy. And again, another tough guy, ducks down. Ooh. There you go. Take the punch. Good job. Yeah, that's what's
1: crazy is you know, we're of course we're having fun with Shit. Mark Mero. Yeah. Mero is a legit badass, you know, I mean a golden gloves sure. boxer. Sure. Um he just really, you know, really drew a bad deal here. Yeah, I
2: know. But you know what? Uh, again, it goes back to Dusty. God damn, that hurt. Uh, Gusty, Dusty taking a look at this guy. He says he looks like little Richard. And Mark Merrill saying, okay, let's make it. He, Johnny. I remember we were in Columbus, Georgia. Dust said, we're going to call him Johnny B. Bad. And Mark took this and ran with it. Give him credit.
1: Did, did uh, Alexandria York apply his makeup or did he do it himself? No, he did it himself. Did all this. Pat Patterson should have been here. He mm-hmm. could have done something with that. Yeah, boy. I'm not going to go there. And uh, I mean, with the match, like firebreaker chip needs help with the match.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just a snapmare takeover because he doesn't know what to do. What, what should I do there, Nick? What?
1: Okay. If firebreaker chip had a baby with Dale Wilkes, would anyone care?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Now I'm face down. What should I do here, Nick? Oh, it's not Nick. It's Groucho Marx, the referee sorry look at fucking jackie crockett yeah with, with the, no pants with no pa- jackie jackie was jackie was legitimate badass but he did what he wanted to do I, I loved him and i still love him man he was just it feels like a very dusty Rhodes move yeah
1: <laughs> but the, the rumor and innuendo we fans here is that dusty was not really fond of pants yeah he wasn't dusty would walk around ass naked in the locker room yeah he would play baseball games in his underwear right he just did whatever
2: yeah he never you know he always went uh i don't know what the term is without underwear commando commando that's it he always went commando i don't know why i know that
1: have you heard about uh but I that know that. dusty used to use a muffler have you heard about this a muffler yes no he would take uh squares of toilet paper and stuff them up his asshole uh-huh so in the middle of the match mm-hmm. nothing would uh would fly have, out. He wouldn't have an accident. Yeah, but then once in the middle of a match, yeah. his muffler came out. Oh, okay. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about that, but you I, knew I, that he would stick things up
2: his ass. No, I didn't know he'd stick things up his ass. But let me say this: as we we certainly are shitting on this match. <laughs>
1: uh, Double underhook
2: suplex. Like, Double
1: underhook suplex. <laughs> Double underhook suplex.
2: Dusty's Dusty's farts were always kind of wet sounding. So I could see why he would do that, because you never know when he would fart if there was a short Leakage. Yeah, leakage, a shark with it or not. So I could see that. Meanwhile, back to the match. Chip Firebreaker is completely. Speaking fecal. of liquid shit, Firebreaker Chip's still in there. <laughs> and he's still confused, man. Bless his heart. He's trying. And Arachno Man's awful slippery. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be Brad Armstrong. I used to be somebody, man, I could outwork you. <laughs> You're not going to reverse that hold on me, you fucking mullet and headfirst
1: hypothetically uh-huh. do you think bullet bob was happy that his kid was here or what do you think bullet bob felt about arachnaman and the goddamn Candyman?
2: i'm sure he hated it uh, bullet bob was as old school as they could get man as old school as they could get is he still working i understand that at almost at 79 years of age he still takes yeah, booking terry Funk still wrestles too oh my god as does uh jerry lawler God bless him. Throwbacks, man. Ooh. High knee left. Bullet Bob Armstrong used to do that all the time. And of course, so did wrestling too. And there's, that's a throwback to Georgia days right there. And now Brad Armstrong's going to send you down and say, okay, now just rest for a second. Cause I know you're blown up and we'll figure out something else to do here.
1: How weird is it that we covered Starcade 90 last week where Ric Flair is under hood. Yeah. it's so not technically on the show, he's not here at all. Yeah. I mean, this feels like, a bit of the end of an era for this show and, and maybe you could even call it a turning point wouldn't you think like 91 92 93 94 95 they all sort of feel like down years and then 96 comes around and it feels like a big major turn in the right direction and then ninety ninety seven 97 just blows the roof off
2: yeah uh the the years the years before hulk hogan and before the nwo Were lean years tough. Yeah. Lean years for WCW. We couldn't compete with Vince McMahon. Could not.
1: You know, it's kind of funny too, because I think a lot of fans, myself included really love star K 93 because of the Vader flair match. But that match did not do that. Well, business wise, did it? No, no, it did not.
2: But you know, a lot of times what you and I love doesn't always translate to the masses, the masses. Absolutely. And that's a shame too, because I feel like a lot of people sort of forget that you
1: know the great trilogy of matches that Flair and Steenbilt had '99 were not huge financial successes, right? And and nor was Starcade '93. So they're all outstanding Flair matches, but for whatever reason, right,
2: that didn't result in big box office, right? Here's a reversal of that time at a two count. Give you a perfect example. Uh, we all know the number one, and you're involved with the number one podcast is something to wrestle with. Sure, it was Pritchard. Uh, there's a lot of people out there saying, Hey, I like you with Conrad better, than I like with Bruce with Conrad." Well, I don't have the audience Bruce has. Right. He has the bigger masses than I do. And he has big numbers. So I appreciate all the the kind words, but you got to realize what Bruce has in front of him. He has the WWE contingent, so to speak. And I'll lay that. It's a great podcast. That too.
1: We should mention that Johnny B bad debuted at super brawl earlier this year, managed by Teddy long. Um, and he made his, uh, pay-per-view debut at the great American bash losing to the yellow dog by DQ. <laughs> and the character would uh, start when he would, uh, put lip stickers uh-huh. on opponents faces after matches. Right. And you call it the kiss that don't miss. Right. Um, was that also a dusty idea to put
2: stickers of kisses or that is was that his. something he came up with? Yeah. He, he, again, I have a feeling that Brad Armstrong rest in peace is the one that came up with this. Arachnoman? Well, no, not Arachnoman, but came up with this this get up. Yeah. These tights. You would they would just give you your name back then. You were responsible for making it making it happen. Uh
1: that's kind of interesting. Of course, that's not the way it happened in the WWF. No.
2: Bad started off,
1: you know, did pretty well. His first pinfall loss was to uh, Sting at Clash of the Champions in September of this year. <laughs> and uh he became a babyface oh. just a week or so before here when he teamed with Diamond Stud. And lost to Z-Man and P and Nukes, and then Mm. Stud and DDP would attack him
2: after, after the match. And of course that makes him a baby face. Fans are really getting into this. You know why? Because Scott Steiner is freaking legit. Yeah, he he is. And
1: everybody knows it. Right. Scott Steiner could have been a top guy long before he ever was as a single star. No
2: question. He could have been a top guy, just like he was. There it is. Over the top one, two, three. And the fans erupt Bruce Pritchard in the green shirt and the right stands up, uh, George Gray, still going to sit down in the middle. He doesn't give a shit about anything. And your winners are Scott Steiner and chip the firebreaker. So we've got Todd champion and chip the firebreaker going on to battle both
1: double underhook. Call it there. Conrad power bomb. There you go. On to Mark Merrow. Uh, let's go back. Here comes the finish. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm going over. Oof. How pretty was that throw? Nicely done. Scott Steiner, man. One of the more underrated performers. Timing is everything. And it feels like this is the 19th time that we've seen J.R. and Tony
2: on camera. Tony, one thing I'm going to tell you is that in years to come now, four maybe 14 years now, I'm going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. You're not. Let's go to Eric Bischoff, who's not going to be in there either. All right. Thank you very much, Jim Ross. I'm still not going to let Magnum TA talk. I'm still going to just let Missy look at me. Uh, Missy, will you open up the... I never did understand about...
1: The fans are leaving in droves. They're done yes, they with
2: are. this shit. Oh, my God. We're out of here. Okay. Uh, yeah, boy. Here we go. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. Ron Simmons. Uh, we zoom in on PN News onto the left. He says, I want to be Ron's partner so he can do most of the work and I don't have to do shit. Who is it? I don't know who it is. Does anybody know who it is?
1: You know, my gimmick on, um, something to wrestle is I'm the Alabama dream, because people say that I look like a the African dream. Yeah. Look at there. Mm. Do you have a good Tommy rich impression?
2: (laughs) Somebody say something about getting fired up in, in Norfolk, Virginia. How's that? Not good. All right.
1: So there we go. Uh, the, the partners are being finalized. Of course, we, we sort of had a spoiler that it was going to be PN news and yeah. PN news. Uh-huh. It's going to be in the match along with Tommy rich, who uh-huh. has probably been on that. Michael PSA's diet at this point. <laughs> they, they look a lot alike, don't they? Michael. I mean, serious business. And oh, how about this? Yes, Talk sir. about
2: the Armstrongs. The Armstrongs are here in full force. Are they not absolutely another Armstrong coming out. One of the, were they the young pistols at that time? They were he and Tracy He's Tracy. Yep. Man, here goes PN News. Yo, 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 yo. Well, here's what I was going to say. I think my WCW
1: gimmick should be C N News <laughs> or C T News. C T News. C T News. News. How about I'll, that? I'll take C T News.
2: Okay. No, <laughs> man. I right, mean, look at there. I can do that. I, yeah. I liked his gimmick, man. I I, I liked his gimmick. Remember? Remember he had salt and pepper in the ring with him. Do you have a rap for yo baby, yo baby,
1: yo? Could you do one about Tom Zink, maybe?
2: Okay. Yo baby, yo baby, yo. Tom, the zinc man, yo, baby, yo, you, the man, Tom, yo, baby, yo, you, my man, Tom, yo, baby, yo, let's get the match underway. Yo, baby, yo. How's that? It's pretty good.
1: Thank you very much. I feel like that's going to be pretty viral.
2: (laughs) It ain't going fucking
1: anywhere. I don't think Jay-Z has any concerns, Mm. you know? Yeah, I don't think so either. So uh, Tommy Rich's chaps here. Yeah. Is this a Jim
2: Barnett request or Uh, what's going on here? It could be. You see the front? Of it is kind of exposed. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: There we go. Look at the Norfolk scope and you're right. Fans have said, I've had enough of this shit. Hey, all right. But as we're going to see, <clears throat> we only got a couple more matches. Thank God to go before we go. And here's the thing about it is the payoff of this bullshit. It's the worst show in history. The payoff of this bullshit is a battle Royal, which notoriously sucks. Right? Yeah. That's the payoff. It's a horrible shit. Yeah. And we can. what's uh, Steve doing here? Turn his back on Ron Simmons? Jesus Christ. What is going on? Now, I understand. I, I get it. You want to try to heal it up here a little bit? Uh, okay. Whatever. Trying to make it work here. And uh, excuse me, sir. I'm from Florida State University, full time All-American. Turn your ass around. I'll get oh, into the midsection he goes. He's going to pick. Oh, look at the power of Ron Simmons. That is a gorilla press slam of the highest magnitude. And an uppercut right there. And on the back with an axe handle blow. Sends him into the f- near side ropes. Oh, boy. Got him down to one knee. Armstrong got him down to one knee. How about that, Conrad? Talk any time here. I'm losing my voice. Into the ropes. He ducks through. Here he comes with a big shoulder block. The unfuckwithable shoulder block by Ron Simmons. How many times do you think that knock centers off their ass getting to the quarterback when that nose tackle from Florida state cleared out the offensive line and here comes somebody say something about being fired up in Norfolk, Virginia. Here's Thomas rich.
1: Is it just me or does it look like Tommy rich knows how to like work on cars? Mm. I feel like he could turn a wrench. Mm. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe. Have you tried your carburetor, baby? <laughs> it might be a goddamn carburetor. You know, M78's had a fucked up carburetor. Oh shit! Hey, get daddy's weed for him. I'll take a
2: look at it for you. Hold my um, beer. All right, into the corner he goes. And this is called the Barnett. Up and over and down. And- I thought he liked the in and out. Okay. <laughs> I just thought he liked the down. Hey, arm drag takedown.
1: Now, of course, we should mention here that two of our four combatants are former world champions or or will be, uh, of course, uh, Ron Simmons has yet to win the WCW world title, but he's in line for it. He's going to win it sooner than he ever imagined. And of course, Tommy rich himself here, a former NWA world champion, the likes of Terry Funk, Dory Funk, Jr. Harley race, the nature boy, Ric flair, Jack Briscoe and Tommy rich. Um, (laughs) Do you think Ron Simmons had to suck any dick to be world champion? What you-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that rumor, have you? No.
1: Okay. I just, I'm saying it's absurd. <laughs> yeah. But yet people want to say that Tommy Rich had to tickle the stink pickle. I don't I, don't, and buy- I just don't I
2: just don't understand where that comes from. I don't buy that's because of who Jim Barnett was. That's that's all. And Tommy Rich just happened to be the top baby face in the territory okay he was,
1: he, he was over like rover
2: and it made him over even more sure
1: so why do you think people just jump to that conclusion that tommy rich i mean because look at him you can tell he's an adonis yeah. that, that
2: he uh had uh no you, he, you he that's a bullshit rumor that's bullshit that's absolute bullshit
1: i mean i've never heard that about any other world champion no. but people say it
2: about him no and that's because of he was in that place at that time,
1: by the way, with the uh, leather chaps on and the beard and yeah. the, the ponytail. Yeah. Does he look like an out of shape, Barry Windham? Mm, he looks, yeah. He, well, was
2: Barry really ever in shape that much himself compared to Tommy rich right here? Mm. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, uh, do you know, and I know you, you follow this stuff and have a lot more than I have. Is P and U still alive? Is he still doing anything? Yeah, at all? He is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He's a big feller, man. Oh my God. And he goes, kind of reminds me in many ways, size wise of, uh, a guy that we've been seeing on the MLW, uh, Barrington Hughes. Oh, is he a big one? Oh, face first for a big guy. He can sell quite well as well. One, two.
1: And you know, kick when, I, when I see P and news, all I can think about is wouldn't it be smart to put him on a scaffold, <laughs> if we could put him on a scaffold with stone cold, Steve Austin and Bobby Eaton, mm-hmm.
2: I think that would really, really do big business. Okay. And you know what we tell him to do? We say, just get up on the scaffold, get on all fours, hug the scaffold and shit yourself. And that's all you have to do. Yeah. That would be great. I like it. Okay. Here's a cover one, two, and a two count. And Ron Simmons is out of it. Fan, fans. Thanks for being with us here. And Star Starcade 1991. We'll see you next week. Oh, shit. This shit's not over it's yet. still not over. Uh, it's still sorry. not over. Right. Uh, it- Paper sheets are rolling.
1: We yeah. burned the tape machine. I so. wish we could hit fast forward. Okay. <laughs> so bad. Chat yeah. uh, me up about the, uh, the world title change, because of course, Ric Flair would carry that world title that we're all familiar with. The big gold belt. he would take it north to Vince McMahon. And uh, you guys would instead commission a new world title that Reggie Parks would make that I probably associate most with Vader, Ron Simmons, but other folks would carry it as well. Uh, Sting, Lex Luger, and of course, Ric Flair where would you rank that world title amongst the three that were there when you were there? Of course, you had the original dome globe that you grew up on, then the right. big
2: gold, right.
1: and then that version of the WCW world title. That was
2: that was bottom rung, buddy. That's that was your third. Yeah, that was no different to me than the world tag team belts. Okay. That should, and this is not a, this is, I don't think is a, a slap on Reggie Parks. It should have been something else special. Right. It should have been something more. And well, It, just looked, and, and it fairness, looked like a cookie cutter belt to me.
1: It probably was because he had no time, you know, so based on the request of you guys, Hey, we need a world title now. And we don't have one. Usually when you're replacing a world title, you've got time to go through a design process and have a few rounds of revisions. I'm sure it was,
2: Hey, we need a belt. Can you get us one in 10 days? And ta-da. Well, why didn't we say, you know, the, we needed a belt quickly. This is what we have. We're going to have a brand new belt made. It's going to be nice. And we should have done it that way. Right. But maybe we thought, well, maybe Ric Flair will come back and the belt will come back. We'll sue for it. We'll get it back. This is what we're going to do. But we should have made it something very, very special.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Dave Milliken owns that belt that uh, Tony just described as a piece of shit. If you'd like to see it, uh, check him out on Twitter at Dave Milliken. Did I say
2: piece of shit? Uh, Okay. I, I inferred it was a piece of shit. All right. Well, this match. Speaking of pieces of shit. This match is. My face is shit. Yeah, man, it's just gone down and gone downhill.
1: You know, is the flaw here? Because I mean, the crowd is just as dead as deader than Kelsey's nuts. Steve's uh-huh. a Jim Cornette phrase, right? Do you believe that the the flaw here is the idea, the concept of anybody can team with anybody is great and interesting and draws clearly on pay per view and a house, but then an execution
2: there's no real backstory, so. They can't get any heat, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's one of those Jim heard things. Okay. I, I need something different. I need something that fans are going to say, Hey, we've never seen that before. But what he didn't realize is maybe they've never seen it before, but even though they've never seen it before, it doesn't fucking mean they're going to like it. Right.
1: Maybe there's a reason they've never seen it before. Cause it won't work. It, exactly. And and I guess the thing is, it's like not just the word heat to just use wrestling jargon, but you've got to make people care. And so if there's no story, I mean, well, why does anybody, why is anybody supposed to care about this match? You haven't told us anything.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, look, we, we do a lot of armchair booking here as well. We should on this podcast, but you know, make the tag team matches mean something by make, have the Steiners against a team. They were having a feud with. Okay. And have regular teams and storylines leading up to those matches. That would have made it, if you ask me, seem more than just random picks. And of course, you know, let, let's face it. Uh, we have a lot of stars here. We mentioned this, but we had a lot of mid-card guys here too. Right. And it means nothing. Okay. It's not saying anything of Steve Armstrong here or Thomas Rich or PN News. with a big star here is Ron Simmons. And Ron really wasn't. At Biggest star right now because he hadn't been become the world, champion. no, you're exactly right. They see him as one half of doom, right? Uh,
1: and and obviously it's just not the same. And you know, Armstrong is not nearly um, a top guy at this point. P and Nose is somebody who's you know getting some fans interested and in, and in, and uh getting some fanfare, but Tommy Rich at this point probably is is perceived as an underneath guy,
2: yeah. This is part fans of our look at Starcade here during the month of December. And as you can see, we have stubbed our toe on this one. Oh my goodness. Knees up into the midsection of Armstrong and now Thomas rich reaching out to the neutral corner. What the fuck Thomas go to the other way. Let's go. The oh, I don't know where I am. Reach. I'm over here, man. I'm over here. I'm over here. You dumb motherfucker. And he'll go right back to the point of attack and not tag in his partner. We should mention here that the rumor and innuendo, oh boy.
1: uh, is that, uh, PN news hurt Dave Sheldon, the angel of death when he splashed his knees and it put him out of action for almost a year. Allegedly PN was punished and taken off TV and then had a, uh, his feud with Austin dropped because he came into WCW in may of 91 and, uh, feuded, uh, briefly with, uh, Steve Austin there, huh. chat me up here. He's back on TV as of November. Did,
2: did he have a lot of heat for injuring Dave Sheldon? Yeah, he did add some heat for injuring Dave Shelton. but look, the kid was green. I, you, you, yeah, you've got to be accountable for what you do, but a lot of times you're put into an event like that and you're green, things like that happen. Injuries right. happen in wrestling. So sure he had some heat, but I, I don't think it was that severe.
1: We should mention here that sting had recently lost the United States title to Rick rude. And, um, he would go on to beat Luger for the world title at super brawl. At this point, you've got to feel like with with Rick being gone, stings the guy, right? Sure. You tried it with Luger at great American bash business. Hasn't uh, done well. So at super brawl, which we've been promoting a lot here during the show, we're finally going to see sting and Lex Luger face off for the world title. And it's a crowning of Sting, you know, the likes of which we got at Great American Bash nineteen ninety with uh, Rick Flair. And it's interesting how sort of in hindsight, history doesn't even really talk about Super Brawl two with Sting and Luger in nearly the same vein that they do Flair and Sting at Great American Bash ninety. Why do you think that is? Because Flair wasn't involved in it?
2: It's just that cut and dry. Yes, yeah, just that cut and dry. Absolutely. I mean, you got Flair, you got Luger, no comparison. And there
1: is your your finish and your win. Uh, may God have mercy on us all. We are almost done with this shit show. Uh, clearly, the worst pay per view of all time. I didn't have this much trouble getting through. Sold out, 1997. Uh, this is this. And fans, thank you for hanging around with us. We'll try to get. Uh, We're going to be over the top and fucking ridiculous for your main event because we we need all the help we can get here. Call
2: the finish here, Tony. Steve Armstrong goes in. Here he goes with a big power slam. Ron Simmons doing a good job of hitting his knees, protecting his opponent that time. And now he'll pick him up for the sidewalk slam. Armstrong got his leg down. One did not want to be hurt. And the one, two, three from Groucho Marks. Your winners are Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich. And now back to Jim Ross and Tony. I let a big ass bump me while he's walking by. Did you see that motherfucker? Oh, I'll stand up and I'll pull the PN out of his news. Well, i will do. All right. We're getting ready to go back once again to Eric Bischoff, Magnum TA and Missy Hyde. I know oh, Tony Missy looks good. Why in the world don't they let here or Magnum TA talk?
1: What do you think the PN stood for? Uh, wasn't that his name? I think it stands for Pussy. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know no. What do you think? No. Uh,
2: no. You know what was bad about that joke? <laughs> it's been the highlight of this fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> told bad Nobody's about
1: listening it. by this point, Tony. No.
2: Hang with us, guys. Hope you're having a nice, merry Christmas and hope you have a great new year. Oh,
1: you God. know the really cool christmas present to give this holiday season and mm-hmm. this is actually what jr saying live on the show <laughs> is a t-shirt from LoisRules.com. Absolutely.
2: absolutely is real. he
1: referring to a blank sheet of paper right now yes he is there's uh, no writing on it
2: there's no writing on it he's just uh and he's looking at it pretending to read things yeah and at LoisRules.com, oh we understand you can get a tommy young t-shirt tommy young and we also can get a lowest look at that lowest rules t-shirt is you that know, for one with big boobs?
1: You know what I think we should do for our uh, January 1st spectacular? What? As a reminder for everybody, we're going to be bringing you two shows the week of Christmas. On Christmas, you'll be able to hear us cover the uh, Go Home show for Nitro on our way to Star 1997. It went down on December 22nd, 1997. So that nitro is coming to you on Christmas. And then on the 20th anniversary of star 97 at the same time, star 97 happened. We're going to cover star K 97, but on January 1st, we've got a little special Tony and I'm thinking maybe we should break some rules. What do you think? Okay. How are we going to break some rules? I think we, should fuck? Ha- yeah. we should have some guests. Oh, we're going to have some guests. Well, I'm not saying we're going to do a full show that way, because we're going to tell the history of the show. All right. But I think having a few guests and maybe a peek behind the curtain as to how some of our inside jokes have become so popular came Uh, to be. What do you think?
2: That sounds good to me.
1: I like it. Wow. And next week, of course, it's Starcade 1999. Do you remember Starcade 99 for anything in particular? Uh, yeah. Bret Hart doesn't either, because he was concussed (laughs) as fuck. (laughs)
2: When, uh, Goldberg
1: mule kicked him into the 13th row. Yeah.
2: This is where Bret Hart was hurt. And, uh, also I remember this match for Medusa winning the cruiserweight championship against Evan. No, no, no. There you go. (laughs) Nothing happened. Fucking courageous. There
1: you go. I love that. So let's talk about these WCW entrance letters here. Yeah. Of course there's the one pyro, uh, and then the black scorpion smoke, but we get so many comments about the WCW entrance letters here. I mean, I get it probably seven times a day for real. Yeah. Why were these so crooked? Yeah. I don't think people understand that was the intent. Uh, and it made sense when it was coming
2: off the ground, but it really looks fucking dumb hung against the curtain. Does it not? It does. When what happened here was here's a WCW insider for you. They were wanted to put them down, but then they thought, well, they're not going to be able to come through the opening in the sea there. So let's pull it up. But then we pulled it up and everybody says, well, that looks fucked up. Well, guess what? We're stuck with it. It was made to be on the ground. But then we had the entrance, right? It was just, again, a WCW design. So even though, you, even though you're right, the WCW was meant to be on the ground. It looked like it was crooked, right? It was never meant to be pulled up, but it was pulled Jimmy
1: up. Jimmy Garvin doing that 80s wrestler entrance. Come on. Yeah. All
2: right, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. We're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. yeah. And here it goes. Call him the natural. Yeah. All right. And who else we got coming in the ring? Yeah. Bill Casmar. I'm going to hurt somebody tonight. That's right. Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, thank God. Mike Graham no longer around. And- oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Mike Graham, he suck. You
1: want to do a podcast about knives? Let's do one about knives.
2: Uh, I used to be over. I was a member of the Rock and Roll Express, baby. Fuck you is what he just said to the camera. Oh, boy. Speaking of hurting people. Yeah, you baby. Yeah, man. I ain't worth a fuck. Yeah, neither are you. He looks like a chiropractor who won't take insurance. Okay, and now here he is, nipples right above the belt line. Abdullah Shivani. Oh, (laughs) Abdullah the Butcher, Firebreaker Chip. Yeah, we. I can't work either. You got it, baby. Boy, I I liked him when he was Billy Kidman. Okay, (laughs) Thomas Rich. Oh my God, it's an all-star lineup here, isn't it? it's an all-star lineup. said, "Oh, thank God we got the star." Here's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Good God, good God, all the Boy, great.
1: Steamboat even waves like he's in a fucking parade. <laughs> he's such Woo. a baby face. He just, look,
2: he just kicked Jackie Crockett, didn't he? I and, thought he was a badass. Okay, well Curtis Hughes is laughing at Jackie Crockett. <laughs> and speaking of badasses, Scott Steiner. Uh, and here goes. Here comes Lex. Happy hours over. <laughs> comes Lex Luger and Holly Race with a shirt and the coat from God's Green Earth. It's pretty good. Thank you very much. And here comes uh Rick Rude and Paulie Dangerously. Yes, I'm losing my hair. Wait till you see me in 2017. <laughs> you think Shivani's fat. Okay, and Arn Anderson. Oh, Jesus. I feel you paying Arn. You damn right I do. (laughs) Can you imagine right now he's got to be thinking, can I get back down to the WWF? Oh God, Beak, get me a job. And Sting comes out at the very end. So there you go. Remember, the idea here is to throw the man into ring two, then onto the floor. We're going to have one man left in each ring, and they will battle for the final. Uh, So it's like a double elimination Royal Rumble. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and normally battle Royals normally they suck in this case though, this really sucks. So it's a little bit different than a regular battle Royal. So hypothetically,
1: if somebody gets thrown over the top rope to the floor right now, it doesn't count. Well, see that
2: was one of those. Again, it was one of those.
1: because Arn Anderson and
2: Ricky steamboat are battling on the ramp. Right. It doesn't count. Right. Well, it's one of those uh, rules that we weren't really clear on. I think you'll, you'll find out that if a guy gets thrown over the top, he'll have to go to ring two. Okay. I think that's the way it happens. This has driven me to drinking. Yes, sir. Steamboat and Arne on the outside. And let's pick a spot. That's what you kind of usually do when you're calling these things. Right. Let's go with Lex Luger. No, and he's hitting Todd champion and then nothing. Can I just tell
1: you what I'm going to name this episode when I post it? (laughs) What The JJ Dillon show. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the most boring fucking pay-per-view of all time.
2: Yeah, let's get Bill Casmar out. See now Bill Kazmar is over. So I think Bill's no, gotta Bill go. Bill Casmar was never over. Okay. Okay. So I think <laughs> So I think he's got to go to ring two, right? He doesn't even fucking know. No, he's not going. No, he's not going. Okay. See, it's all confusing, man. Uh and oh man. Thanks for joining us this week on What Happened When. We'll see you next. Well, we're not done, are we? That, that ring's empty. So we got to. Get the crowd. No yeah. one gives a okay. fuck, man. Okay. So we got to bring somebody over, uh, over the top. Now, you don't have to necessarily go all the way over both ropes. Just go over the ropes. Please, would someone get the fuck out of this ring? Please, anybody, get it over quickly. Boy, Austin has a great working punch, doesn't he? Wow. And steamboat. Nope. Steamboat's not going. Is this the first seven-hour pay-per-view in WCW history? It, uh, it, it feels feels like it, doesn't it? And
1: uh, hey, boy. your fa- your phone's are ringing right now. and It says Marty Lundy. Is it really? Yeah, you should answer it live. Oh, tell them what we're watching.
2: What are you doing? Anthony? Hey, how come you don't call me back? We're doing our we're doing our podcast now. Me and Conrad are here, and so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What what's going on with you? Why'd you call me, motherfucker? I was just down the
1: road, so I You just I'd call. Say
2: hello. Well I appreciate you doing. Say hello to Conrad. Hey man, how's it going? Not too
1: bad. How you doing? We're good, man. We're watching you uh suffer
2: through Stork nineteen ninety-one. This damn phone is I can barely hear you. All right. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank
1: you. So I mean hearing Tony Schiavone and Arn Anderson make a phone call yeah, is more entertaining than this bullshit. fucking podcast. Right? How I'm you just been? saying. This was yeah. the worst fucking pay per view in the history of WCW. But we're live and uh, when Arn Anderson calls, by God, you answer the phone.
2: Yeah. So Well when you guys are coming back around here.
1: Tommy Rich, uh Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Richard Morton, right. Juschen Liger, Bill Casmir Yeah, how's that for yeah. five guys in a random All battle right. royal?
2: Yeah, I miss. You. Yeah, I miss you, buddy. All right, I will. All right, buddy. You too. See you. Bye.
1: How's that for a little impromptu hot tag you, from you the think, enforcer? Do you
2: think he's going to get a little heat for calling me? No. I mean he works with the WWE and I don't I don't want to, you know.
1: Oh, they're only allowed to make calls. <laughs> to people. Well, you, you, listen, you you, you don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't Oh my god that's the best. You don't. Somewhere Zach Ryder is going <laughs> to request a meeting. I don't know if you guys know but Arn called Tony this week. So we're going to need to see if we can not get him written up, Johnny Ace.
2: <laughs> well, I just you, you know how Check his phone records. <laughs> he called Shivani. <laughs> you just don't know. you know I just talked to him. I just talked to Arn and look at him outside there with the uh, You just don't know how how it runs in wrestling. It's just paranoia. It's just Bullshit. I mean it's just look. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Um, Arn, we need to have a we need to have a talk. <laughs> Vince wants to talk. Why to did me. you call Tony shivani Your friends? That doesn't work around here, son.
1: <laughs> I'm your friend. <laughs> Next time you're driving down the roads in Pikeville, Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. and you're bored, need somebody to talk to, <laughs> yeah. then you fucking call me
2: or Triple H or <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie's your friend, god damn it. Pal. How many friends do you need? I've never had a friend my whole life. You gotta have all these random friends. You can't work it here. Oh my god. Call Michael PSA. That's what I do.
1: I need somebody to talk to. That motherfucker will answer all the time.
2: Will he ever? All right. Well, where are we? Is this match over yet? Fuck! I wish it was. Oh God! I should have kept him on the phone for another hour.
1: Are there any other wrestlers you can just call in the middle of the show?
2: Now <laughs> we should kill. We should probably try to call Flair. <laughs> I'm down with it. You down with you it? You call him and leave him a voicemail. No, yeah, no. Why don't you call? Him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took you a minute. <laughs> you call him and leave him a
2: voicemail. That's okay. a great line. Okay. All right, <laughs> we're gonna.
1: Hey, so while we're uh while we're waiting on you to dial him up. Mm -hmm. lots of people are asking questions this week when is tony getting the tattoo we should give a peek behind the curtain that uh luke gallows reached out and said hey if you guys really want to do this let me know and i'll meet you down there
2: wait 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 Were we allowed to say that luke gallows reached out to us doesn't he work for the wwe
0: (laughs) (laughs) why are you dm'ing tony Shabani? what the fuck's happening in the locker room are calling him luke's offering to tattoo him shibani <laughs> you will rule the day. You fucked <laughs> with <was> my life.
1: <laughs> oh God! Uh, so Luke Gallows offered to tat you up, yeah. and uh you didn't go do it yet. Are you going to get a tattoo on Facebook Live at some point in 2018? Yes, I am, and you're going to do it at Luke Gallows Tattoo Luke, Studio uh,
2: down in Conyers, Georgia. Absolutely. I feel like we should make that happen. I do want to make it happen, uh, but I'm not so sure what what I want. Uh, why don't you, on, why don't everyone on Facebook or on our Twitter account, what happened when, try to come up with the idea for what my tattoo should be.
1: I like it. Tattoo suggestions. Yes, tattoo suggestions. Do it on Facebook. Uh, it's it facebook.com Facebook. right. forward slash WHW Monday, And uh, we'll throw something up, and we would love to have your suggestions. We had some great ones. Someone suggested lowest rules, mm. like the t-shirt. Means Another I put- person <laughs> suggested uh the word lowest but in the kiss format like the kiss font right i thought either one of those would be good do you have any freestyle guesses for other things that might be good tony
2: uh tom Zink. oh wow i didn't even think about
1: that but a Z-Man mm-hmm. z man z z yeah. would be really could we do that on your ass <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if we did that and we put like the circle around it to show mm-hmm. it was like grade a b for something like yeah. they do the the ground round at the grocery store. That'd yeah. be good.
2: You know, Lois got wind of this and she said, why would you want to do that? I said, well, it's a, so we'll, I don't understand it. Why would you want to, what, what are you going to get? I said, I'm going to get 20 bucks tattooed onto my penis. See how long it'd take you to blow 20 bucks.
1: Well, she would never, she's a miser. <laughs> she would be more of a saver.
2: She wouldn't spend any money. Should I really make this call here? I mean, why not? Okay. So we're trying to call the nature boy, Ric Flair, and watch him not pick up. Oh, you're really doing it. You don't want me to? Well, I'm fine with it. I thought you were just ribbing. What's up, man? Hey! I'm at Conrad's. Well, what are you doing, man? Going <laughs> to the show? Yes! What are you guys doing? We're, we're, uh, we're putting you over like hell. Putting me over like us? If somebody asked me the other day if I ever heard your show. <laughs> <laughs> this not, I've been to the fucker for 25 years. <laughs> Come on, not know, what's up with your ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey! He just fucking fumbled it. The like Vikings got it back. You watching the game? Who fucking watches the Minnesota fucking Vikings? Nobody well, does. Fuck, I, but we hate the Panthers, man. <laughs> <kidding>. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like fumbled that. Okay. All right. I, I don't want we're just hanging out, talking some shit, talking about. Are you, ha- are you having a beverage? Uh, we're having uh, uh, we're having Diet Cokes right now. Oh brother, Hey. Listen, we're not going to keep you long because I know you got to watch those fucking Vikings lose. But Man. Merry Christmas to you, buddy.
0: Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Okay,
2: I love you, buddy. Oh. Yeah, thank you for bringing up her name. Everybody's great. No problem. I know I'm yeah. a- it
1: My God, we're off the rail. <laughs> Thanks
2: for picking up your phone today. You just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> I, someone, I or Kyle, somebody I know. I'll do it, but fuck I don't even answer. Anymore. <laughs> 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 All right, buddy. You guys have a great holiday. All right, love you them. too. I love I'll it. Good. I'll see you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I, I love you. Bye.
1: Well, uh, you know, we just broke our rule. We said we're going to do on January 1st. <laughs> you know, any other horsemen we can call? We're about halfway through the fucking deal now. Oh, God.
2: <sighs>
1: oh, my gosh. I did not expect that.
2: Thanks for staying around for that, guys. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had Arn on today. We've had Rick on today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know this shit sucks. We're trying to make it entertaining for you. By the way, uh, let's call this the way we know how. Okay. Right? Yeah. Forearm. Stomp. Forearm. 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 Oh,
2: here comes another forearm.
1: Whoa! Of course, we missed the spot. One leg up. One leg. Forearm. Okay. Forearm. 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 Forearm.
2: Oh, they both go over, Conrad. They're both in the ring too now. Bill
0: uh,
1: Kazmaier trying the suplex. No, or, they're, they're or hugging. Hug. I love you,
2: man. They're just hugging each other. They're just hugging each other. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luger goes down. How
1: much money would it take for you to hug Abdullah the Butcher?
2: Uh, can you get? Can you get hepatitis from hugs? <laughs> Let's throw that in our Google machine. I, I don't know. They're still hugging each other, man. They look. They're still hugging each other. How much
1: heat are we going to get for the comment, do you think? <laughs> I
2: don't you know,
1: know how many people DM me and say, is this still Rick's number? <laughs> like it happens at least once a week. <laughs> and now I have no plausible deniability.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Let me check. Oh God. You just never know what we're going to do here on what happened, happened when.
0: when?
2: <laughs> and down goes Luger. Now. One man will be remain will remain in ring one, and that man will have an opportunity here to rest. <sighs> How much time is left in this thing, anyway? Not enough. Oh God! All right, Luger, boy, Luger just completely blown up right now. Foot! Oh, watch out! Here we go. Clothesline! Oh, Vader goes over. It's Luger. Luger's in ring one. It's Luger. Okay. Let me let me
1: go ahead since we said we would do it. Okay i said can you get hepatitis from a hug yeah of course facetiously but i went ahead and threw it in my google machine which Uh is what i do yeah here are the suggestions are you ready yeah can you get hepatitis from kissing can you get hepatitis from sperm (laughs) are you okay are you okay (laughs) can you get hepatitis from food can you get hepatitis from urine Ooh. And I'm sure Klondike will look this last one up. Yeah. Can you get hepatitis <laughs> from oral? Mm. So which one of these would you like for me to hit? Uh, get it from food. Okay. We're at for Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Hepatitis A is a liver disease caused by hepa- the hepatitis A virus. Well, uh-huh. thank you. Uh, the disease is spread primarily through food or water contaminated by stool from an infected person. Hepatitis A is one of the few uh, one of the few foodborne or waterborne illnesses that can be prevented by vaccination. Wow, so it is so foodborne. If you ate at Abdullah the Butcher's house of ribs and he didn't wipe his ass after he took a shit before uh-huh. he made your rib tips, uh-huh. you might have
2: hepatitis. Yeah. I don't. Uh but that's interesting. Have you been checked? Yes. Yes. Not you, recently, but I haven't been to Abdullah's in like Seven, eight, nine years.
1: So, so you've, you've had a, hep- a hepatitis check in the last seven, eight, nine years. Yes. Yeah. Why, why are you getting regularly checked out for hepatitis? Well, you just, needles?
2: Just, isn't it part of your regular checkups? Don't they oh, check around I don't, I don't you? know. Boy, this is, I want to tell you, this is amazing. We've had Arn, we've had Rick. The match and, is still going. And this is broken down to a J.J. Dillon
1: podcast. We're doing WebMDs <laughs> right. at this point. Oh, God. All right, let's go back to the Call that forearm. All right,
2: so we got Luger. Forearm. We got Lugan ring forearm. one. There goes Mr. Hughes and Ron Simmons. Now it's for the guys are being told forearm. that we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. You got to get out of here because we got to have I love s-
1: the cable runner is trying to jerk it loose from Hughes and he's no selling forearm. Another man forearm. goes down forearm. Out, out goes, goes Vader. Vader.
2: Oh my God. And hey, the, the fans crowd react- pop for Vader. Yep. I know the fans but- react to it. Now this is scary. So we're down
1: to Steve Austin, Sting, Ricky Steamboat, and Rick Rude. Yeah. And we've made a lot of fun of this show so far, Uh but man, they got these last four, right? Did they not? Yes, they did.
2: They absolutely. As a matter of fact, you're going to find out here. They're going to get the last two, right? Really? As far as angles are concerned, storylines, but it took a long time to get here. Right? Absolutely. It took a long time to get here. Now you see that Paulie dangerously telling Rick Rude to get up as both members of his dangerous Alliance are down and and okay please
1: Help. it looks like he setting up for the singer splash but he didn't no he didn't instead he were double versus
2: <laughs> <laughs> and down goes austin. austin and down goes rude oh god i hate my life right now can you imagine the guy, these guys have what's what they? F- you know,
1: Rick was right. We should have been drinking for this one.
2: <laughs> we should have been. <laughs> when was the last time you consumed alcohol? Oh gosh, I can't remember the last time I consumed alcohol. I really can't. I can't remember the last time this year. A, a, yeah, this year. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it, but I've had a beer, but that's about it.
1: We did at WrestleMania, right? Yeah, I made you drink something. Yes, I that's right.
2: What. And that was probably it. Yeah. And I think maybe I had one in Dallas too, didn't I? When we were there in Dallas yes, for the show, I talked to yep. you in like right. half of a, yeah. uh,
1: a no duels or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: right. Oh God, would somebody go out here? But you know, I mean, you got you got guys you can. Oh, oh my not, God, what's going on?
1: Not, Rick Rude just eliminated Steve Austin. They're both a part of the Dangerous
2: Alliance. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, they're going to send Steamboat out. No, Steamboat. Is his, flaw? Is his feet touched? No. Skin the cat. He's going to take Rude with him. No, he stays in. Rude's out. Steamboat's out. You know what that means, Conrad. We're down to Sting. And Lex Luger
1: our final two combatants. Oh. Who's going to be our Battle Bowl champion? 1990. 1990- Oh, my God, Rick Rude has slithered back into the ring and delivered the rude awakening to Sting. How can he ever overcome? The way Lex Luger's had several minutes, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes here to recover, there's no chance that Sting can overcome these odds. Well, we'll
2: see. Right now, Luger taking his time. Dumbass, he can go over and pin him right now. Steamboat's going to go over to Sting and say, beat the motherfucker. Beat the motherfucker. Here comes Lex Luger. Now, you would think he's had plenty of time now. I was thinking maybe Steamboat said, do it for Liz. <laughs> That's our next show. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Sting and Luger. Luger's still blown up, and he's been resting about 10 minutes. Uh, which ring they're going into? Uh, does anybody know? No one fucking knows. Sting is going to try go up top against Luger. Oh, Luger's got him in the head. Oh, and he pulls him down, right hand to the jaw. Sting down on all fours, valiantly trying to get up. Luger sends him down again. Oh, there's no friendship here, Conrad. These two are going at it for the Battle Bowl ring. The ring! And Luger is picking
1: the bones of Sting, who can't even stand. Yes. He's exhausted. Very well
2: said. After this entire match. And there it is! Oh. Oh, that running Larry by Luger, that's one of the worst in the business. And now he is a, yeah, what's
0: he,
2: whatever. Mocking,
1: Uh, stings, mm, yell. That's what he's doing. These sting fans have put up with enough, but at least four of them are on their feet. Yes. Either on their way out of the building
2: or to root on sting. Absolutely. There you see a girl in the background holding up a rubber chicken for no reason at all. And a pickup by Luger and he's got him is it going to be an atomic drop reverse atomic drop oh he got him i thought sting was able to come out of it maybe with a clothesline or something but luger is on the attack tony
1: is the reverse atomic drop the stupidest move in the history of wrestling it's never hit anyone directly
2: in the dick no but it looks like it when the announcers put it over it seems like it can work there you see a guy in the stinger hat bruce pritchard on the right who would wear that sting hat in public Uh, on purpose my god I don't know. Sting is sting. This is over, man. St- there's no way Sting can come back from this. All his face paint is off.
1: Oh, he's wrecking his face oh, against the
2: top rope. All the face paint is off. There's nothing more that Sting can do. He's the little down stingers the are on their feet. Yes, there. Yeah, uh, he's sting back up, valiantly trying to get up. That's the second time I've used that word. Trying to get up to his feet again, but Luger will have none of it. He's going to keep him down. Keep him down. Come on, Sting. Get up. Yeah. Yeah, we own a gym together, main event fitness. Get up. I don't give a shit. I'll pull up. My trunk's worried about my look. Don't talk to me, motherfucker. Russell. You know what he said to us right there? Is that what he said? You know, he said, call it like it's not. Son of a bitch. What do you mean? Tell me to do my job.
1: Call it like it's
2: not. Yeah, he's he accusing us of being biased, son of a bitch. Wait, are you being serious right now? And then he said something to us there about us he was being a heel oh harley race big time harley race and god's green earth threw him down the and biggest
1: bump on the show taken by <laughs> harley Race.
2: <laughs> absolutely uh harley's down uh get him back in the ring get him back in the ring says nick patrick and meanwhile luger and stinger battling on the oh he's going oh my god oh did he hit jaw first did he hit draw first? And that put Ricky
1: Steamboat out of commission just a few years ago. There's no way Sting's going to be able to overcome these odds at uh, this point,
2: look. especially not in orange boots like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, down to the particle board, which that Luger slowly, methodically walks down the steps. And he's at Sting. Sting. Hurting. It looks like he may have hit the elbow, maybe hit the funny bone. As you can see, the security guy's really doing their job.
0: What shot him into the baby! Run him
2: into the baby! Move that kid, dumbass! Move your baby. Move the kid. Put the baby up there in front of you. Protect yourself. Jesus. Oh, that kid right now is probably, well, that kid's in his 20s now. Those baby's bones are soft. They'll absorb the blows. What the fuck? Oh, I'm glad it wasn't my dad. Jeez. Oh, Lordy. He's just laughing while those two guys are fighting near him. Anyway, back to the point of attack. Fans are getting into this. You know why? Sting's mounting a comeback. Don't hit Diane Cave. Watch out. Don't hit the announcers as Sting's coming back. Fans are firing up. Can you feel it? Can you can feel it, Conrad? I feel it, Tony. <laughs> it feels like Sting's making the comeback. Can he do it? Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the dick, yeah. Kick him yeah. in the dick. Kick him in the nut as low as this twin. Yes, there he goes. Yes. He has a, little bit. a few more teeth than Lois do. And down, down, face first. Rub him in the face. Yeah, you I don't know what that was. You uh, think
1: you got someone it. in the goddamn match? <laughs> We're tired. We're ready to go home. <laughs>
0: Let's beat the fucking traffic! Come on!
2: Oh, oh, god! They're still going at it. Fed,
0: he's got him up.
2: Oh, the lady! Look at that girl. She's standing up. Please end it right now. The guy with the rubber chicken. Spinning it, look he's ru- I got the rubber chicken. I got the rubber chicken. Oh, I didn't yes. know
1: crystal math existed in '91.
2: <laughs> Neither did I, but I got that rubber chicken. Oh, yes. Come on, stick. God, that guy is like freaking out in the. And here comes Harley Race into God's green earth. But out he goes. Yes. And Luger cannot get away. Oh, the fans are going wild. Thank God they've had something to cheer for. It's been only three hours, but they've got something to cheer for. Finally, at this point of the night, Michael P.S. Hayes is on
1: his second bottle of Jack.
2: <laughs> and, oh, he missed. missed it. Oh, you know what that means? The match is going to go five minutes longer. Oh, he, I thought they did it right there. Uh, Luger's down, Sting's tied up, and the fans are wondering, oh, God, how long have we been around? Why
1: are Sting's legs frozen?
2: <laughs> uh, maybe the extension of the Stinger splash, and may, I don't. maybe he's got cramps. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he hadn't had enough water. Salt tablets could come in. There you see down uh, in the uh, ringside area, Bruce Pritchard has not moved. Neither has uh, one man gang with his suspenders. He's not moved at all. He may be dead, as a matter of fact. Uh, and Luger now is going to go. Luger's going to end it. Lex, please end it right now. There it's. It's over. It's. Oh, God. Sting held on. Sting held on. Sting. Held Luger on. thinks he's won and he's not paying attention. Yes. This is it. One, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven. Oh God! Down he goes. No, he's still standing up. And now down he goes. I was, I was one spot ahead. The fans are going crazy. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, they all got the Luger.
1: They got Lex Luger shirts on their cheering.
2: Cheering Luger going down. Harley Race grabbing Sting, and that's it. This has got to go. Get up! Get up! Get up! Get the fuck Get up! Out! Out! out. It's over. It's over. Jesus, thank God. Sting wins. See you next week. My, your winner <laughs> is Sting.
1: Can you believe this fucking show?
2: Oh, God. Well, Conrad, we did all we could do with this one, didn't we? I mean, we called Arn Anderson. Well, he called yeah. us. And then we called Rick Flair. Thanks to Arn. Thanks to Rick for being with us. Hope you don't mind just being a small snippet on our our podcast here sting is your winner and sting wins battle bowl now we're going to present him with the ring oh we ain't got the ring <laughs> we forgot it is this real yeah
1: you're supposed to present a ring but you forgot it exactly
2: yeah yeah that's right yeah okay we love sting fans though i think they enjoy the end of that don't you yeah, it took a long to way through three hours to get there. exactly it was very good at the end but you're right, they had to they had, and Sting doing a great job of, of calling out to the fans. This you is see.
1: your Hogan must pose moment with Sting, is Uh-huh, it?
2: exactly. And
1: now he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here.
2: Oh, man. Well, Harley Race. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Kenny uh, Powers is holding him at bay. I'd yeah. like to announce, too, Harley Race, who we see here, <clears throat> and this is fitting for Christmas time. He's actually wrestling's version of Benjamin Button. Uh, no, I'm being serious. About 10 years ago, he starred in a movie called Bad Santa. And by that point, the Benjamin Buttonism had advanced to the point to where Harley looked like a small child, even though he was really about 75 years old. So you could see Harley race as a 75 year old child starring the movie, bad Santa as a young boy, where he offers Billy Bob some sandwiches. <laughs> do you call this? Yes, I do. It's kind of ironic because he was a bit of a bully as a youngster. And then in bad Santa, he had to portray a child who was a victim of bullying. So just goes to show you kids, be careful you're bullying. You might be picking on Benjamin button,
2: Harley race, who in the world, what in the world, why are we filling time here? Not well, us, you, I think right TV.
1: now you're saying doodoo trucking.com uh-huh. was our sponsor today, and you yeah. should definitely check out doodoo trucking.com lowest and be sure most of all to support our friends over at SeatGeek and download the SeatGeek app for free. You'll get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. All you've got to do is download the app for free and use our promo code What happened. That's what happened. And you get $20 off, right, JR?
2: That's exactly right. And don't forget to buy my barbecue sauce, Tony. We'll see you at the Rose Bowl in 2017. I'm from Oklahoma and you're for Georgia. (laughs) This is the fucking worst podcast we've ever done.
1: Uh, uh, but that's who's to blame: Virgil Reynolds, Jim Hurd, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Keith Mitchell, David Crockett, Craig Leathers, Stan uh, Rick, Rick Fancher,
2: Rick Wallace, C.W. Reynolds, Timmy Jones, Dave McCollum, Trish Reagan, uh, Pat Dixon, uh, Tim Dean, uh, and all the folks. Jackie Crockett, Jackie like Crockett. That's there, buddy. Bill Tinsley and, and Neil Pruitt, Jane Frostrom. Oh, geez. you know
1: the best part of this entire uh, look. There was a Mongo back in the day. He was your production runner. Hmm okay did he do cocaine too <laughs> oh, No. Uh, best part of the whole show to you today uh the end yeah me too yeah. i don't mean the end of the actual pay-per-view i mean that we get to stop now yeah well what do we got next week conrad well we're doing Starcade 1999 oh we're going to flash forward eight years to where to we- the murder of Bret hart Whew. and uh, then we're going to go the following week after that december 22nd 1997 nitro We haven't done a whole Nitro since the August 97. I'm looking forward to us covering a whole Nitro, and uh, that'll be pretty fun. We've only done that a handful of times. We did it with the first Nitro. We did it with the last one. We did it from when uh, Hogan lost the belt to Luger in August 97. And now we're going to do the go-home show for Starcade 97. And, of course, we're on our way to the 20th anniversary of Starcade 97. Woo! Woo, indeed. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am at Hey Hey it's Conrad. He is at Tony Shavani and uh or he is at Tony Shavani24 and it feels like we are out of time. This is the part where you do the deal, you know. Oh, it is? Yeah.
0: All right.
2: The last two men left in the ring for Battle Boy, ring number one is Conrad Thompson, and ring number two is Dave Silva. Between the two rings is a Christmas turkey. And as we know, both men are as full of shit as a Christmas turkey. Now they both will try to buy for the Christmas turkey. They both dive in the center of the ring. They both reach out on a turkey leg and stick it up each other's ass. And now they're gnawing on each side of the breast. And we're out of time. Stay in next week on What Happened When?